This episode is being recorded out of Shop Talk Podcast Studios in Oak Park, Michigan. For more information, visit www.shoptalkpod.com. Your love's a sword, slicing, gently through my body, burn so sweet. Blood boils when you speak, yeah. makes me weak, but I refuse to weep. Yet when I sleep, I feel tears trickling down my cheek. Come on, Stay baby. strong, pride telling me move on. My heart's fighting me, forcing me to hold on. Yours forever, fell for you beyond measure, pure as ever, amazed by sins of treasure. They knew about it. They ain't ready. Nah. Niggas ain't ready for these unlimited fucking Kobe bars, nigga. Hold up. Speaking of which, get into my fucking bag, oh, nigga. Man. Y'all gonna get this Kobe work all day, nigga. I for got sure. time. I got fucking time, nigga. And pardon my language. People been telling me I cuss too much. This ain't the week, though. I want to be the best. I want to be the best. That's why I play the game. To be the best, you have to win. He's the best player in the game. It's just that simple. There's nothing that Kobe Bryant can't do. He will defend your best player. He will shoot from the perimeter. He will get all in your mug. He will do whatever it takes. He is the most complete basketball player in the game today, bar none. He has an assassin's mentality. I said this week, I said this when the trade went down, and I'll repeat it again. Who's starving for an NBA World Championship more than Kobe Bryant? There is no one. This guy is Hollywood. What separates Kobe from the pack? From the pack. More than Kobe Bryant. Bryant. There, there is, is no, no one. one. How, how, how we doing work? Too far on my shirt. He the greatest on the court, and I'm the greatest on the verse. Must think that I ain't got more Kobe joints. Oh man, the Fab joint too. Uh, hold up, I wasn't even headed to Fab yet. Uh uh-uh. uh, nah, we gonna be here for a little while, ladies and gentlemen. Y'all might as well get ready. I used to play this joint a day, nigga. No, 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 about this cheap keep Kobe, nigga. This shit would have got you fought before. I've been ballin' so damn hard, I swear I think that I'm Kobe Young bull on this rap shit, but I think that I'm Kobe I swear I'm duckin' on these souls on these niggas, I'm free throwin' These boys, they don't like me, cause I think that I'm Kobe Watch me hit the strip club, make it rain like I'm Kobe Industry full of lights, I play the game like I'm Kobe And since I think I'm Kobe, my bitch don't like to know me This is for them niggas Turn around, jump Oh, 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 oh. Niggas, I want the Jeezy, uh, Kobe, or LeBron. I mean, like, I mean, how much do we? Uh, uh, I could do this for hours, man, but I ain't gonna. I'm gonna, I'm gonna get y'all niggas this good emotional energy while I got it, cause I'm, I'm running short. I'm running low, nigga. 
Uh, welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, man, to this week in culture episode eighty-three. I am your host, Ant Wood, aka Trinidad, and I got my dog with me, Jay. What up, dog? What up, though? Shay Johnson, back. A very somber, somber mood. Man, man, yeah. Welcome back, uh, power fans, basketball fans, fans of the podcast, fans of me and Jay individually, fans of me and Jay as a team. Uh, it's one of them weeks, man. This this been a real off week for your boy. I ain't gonna lie, man. And it's kind of been like, um, I don't know. It's been like difficult, dog, because you, you try to like not make this sort of thing about you. Yeah. And it's very difficult to like reflect on personal anecdotes and and memories that you have related to uh, the the people who have perished. But it's very difficult to reflect and then not let it come become about you, man. So before we even get into it, man, rest in peace, Kobe Bryant. Rest in peace, Gigi Bryant. Rest in peace to the remaining seven passengers i don't know everybody's name off the top but god bless them all man and uh blessings up to their families man that's a humongous loss man bro uh huge loss in the sports world huge loss of life in general man and uh like i said man you can you can reflect on personal anecdotes which i i plan on doing but not too much because it ain't about me. It ain't about how I feel, man. But everybody who prays to any God, I'm not here to reflect on what God you pray to. Just as long as it's a good God and not like a demigod, uh, say a prayer for the Bryant family, man. Vanessa Bryant and them, uh, them kids, dog. That's a lot, man. That's a lot. For sure. And just think um, for the other uh, victims of the of the crash, right? Yeah. Uh, two other other young girls who were on her team. Yeah. And their coaches or whatever. Yeah. And they say, uh, oh boy, the dad was like a like legendary baseball uh, JUCO coach. baseball yeah. coach. Yeah, man. But just to think about, like, so those the others are not internationally known, right? Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. in their normal grieving process, they'll probably grieve in their individual families. Yeah. But because they are attached to this. Yeah. They're literally going to see this for the rest of their lives. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? That that makes a lot of like normally y'all would have maybe seen this for like a day in local news. Yeah, like man, helicopter crash, seven people perish locally, and and that probably would have been it. Y'all can't get away from this. No matter what television, like your you can individual family because it's attached to this. Yeah. So like I don't. Yeah, that's I, don't. I hadn't even considered how. Honestly, for lack of a better word, and it ain't even lack of a better, it's appropriate. How depressing that is, like, to to think of their families and their friends and, and their, their networks. School. Yeah. Like, they're, yeah. like no matter what, yeah. like, every time. All the, the two young girls, Gigi and her teammate, their teammates, y'all ain't getting away from this. Like, they they showed pictures of the, uh, the students and the parents in the gym that day that were supposed yeah. to pro- play, and it's... They breaking down crying. They trying to say group prayers and, and it just wasn't happening. Parents are looking rightfully so confused. Like, is this real? How do I tell my kid? I didn't believe it. Though. Yeah. Like yeah. In, in real life, you know, we was I was here in the studio yeah. and, and one of the homies texted me like early on, like, yo, yeah. is this real? 
And I look like, like, hold on, let me look. Man. And I couldn't find it anywhere besides TMZ. TMZ was the only one that reported it for like a half hour. Now, granted, um, they don't normally post in- accurate information that could get them sued. or yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Sometimes they Specifically could. Specifically when related to death. Yeah. They've like, been right a lot. Like, they they might post something that ultimately ends up being wrong, but like, yeah. we can see why you thought that. But they, they typically are pretty spot on. Yeah. Um, I mean, they were the first to report Whitney Houston, Michael Jackson, Prince. That all came out initially from TMZ. And with some of them, I think like Prince and Whitney, it was like hours before somebody else confirmed it. Yeah. Um, with Michael Jackson, it was, you know, people were starting to circulate that rumor, but it was like similar with Kobe about a half hour before another news outlet posted that. Uh, now, we spoke about the TV show Newsroom yeah, yeah, yeah. on here before. Mm-hmm. and clearly i've never worked in a newsroom but yeah. i understand that a lot of different outlets have the information yeah and they've known first but they won't say it yeah. until it's officially confirmed and i'm sure everybody was sitting on that and because they're yeah. not a necessarily uh, accredited source they yeah. put that shit out other, and other companies won't put that out other companies can't like that's actually like that's a part of their their uh culture right their yeah. internal uh sort of like that's in there like we can't report something we have not confirmed like unconfirmed sources don't work at wxyz yeah but they work for tmz and the reason that they work for tmz unfortunately is because tmz has a lot of people inside in the police departments in the ems and the they pay mi- them they got somebody in the 10 mile zone which is TM- tmz stands for hey. 10 mile zone around of los downtown angeles. los angeles absolutely so, and uh, that that takes you to hollywood and calabasas and south central and all these areas and i'm sure they got a radio police scanners and hey. stuff like that they, fam they got people on the take for everything they need to know within the Los Angeles area and nationwide. Like if it's related to a celebrity, they get it. And it's kind of messed up because other news outlets do need to confirm it. But TMZ, it technically is confirmed. They ain't giving up their source. I wouldn't believe it until ESPN posted it. Yeah. Um, I was in that same zone. So similar to you, I got a text, a group text. It was actually three different group chats. People were saying, and it's just true about Kobe. It's just true about Kobe. Did the same thing, exact same steps. It's kind of funny how we're almost programmed, right? I went to Google, checked it. The only place on the internet was TMZ. And Twitter. And everybody and on Twitter was saying TMZ. TMZ post. Yep. I was like, nah. And yeah. then like, so ultimately, what before ESPN posted it, what mm-hmm. I ended up doing was, I know that KTLA is a station out there. Yeah. So I went to their website and I saw that they were talking about a helicopter down mm. and they didn't say no names or whatever yeah. and i was like fuck yeah because like and they had now like, it's starting to I'm like, develop fuck. yeah i'm like but but in my mind like but it may maybe that wasn't him yeah so i wasn't and see i kind of had a, a similar i went to uh the nba channel and when i went over there what it said was gonna be on like the little program it was like a replay of a oh like an nba classic yeah and that wasn't one and it was like, uh-oh, like y'all are like saving space for like a breaking news story. That was like my first indication, like this is weird. And then when I went back to TMZ and caught that it was a helicopter, initially in my group, they just said a crash. Yeah. So when I went back to TMZ and caught that it was a helicopter, now I'm really thinking, oh, this could be Kobe because I know this is how he's traveled since 2004. 
is via helicopter. Like, so it, as it started to develop and become more real, I was like, I still wasn't believing it though. Cause I was in Man. here recording with a uh, connected experience. Yeah, yeah. And uh, shout out, what up, though? SJ, super duper diehard Lakers fan. Yeah. Um. So when they, I'm, I'm, they having a, a interview. They got a a, a local Detroit celebrity yeah, in there. Yeah. Everything going on, and I'm moving like what? I'm like I ain't gonna say nothing. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I want to fuck up that shit. Off. But I'm like, yeah. all right, let me little little. And then. Once it was finally confirmed, I just showed it to him like, dog, yeah. we had to stop recording. Yeah. No, that was, um, I was at the crib. My girl was getting ready to come over and she was leaving a brunch. So I knew I had a minute. And soon as I saw it confirmed on ESPN, uh, on TV first, and then the website updated, I called my mom and I just brought, I couldn't even say it, dog. Broke down instantly, man. Like. Same thing, lifelong Lakers fan since '84, man. Going being in Alabama, we ain't have a pro team back in that time. Only games that came on my grandma and my great grandma TV was Lakers versus Celtics. All I knew was Magic Johnson. By the time I got to Detroit, Lakers Pistons finals. I'm all day Lakers, and then from there it was Eddie and Nick and and Kobe and Shaq, and it was that whole era leading up to what would go on to become uh, them them later Lakers franchise like successes and it was just like nah i've been in this my whole life since i was like four bro and uh with with kobe man so i've always argued that magic johnson is the best basketball player ever kobe's my favorite that's literally been the difference between the two of them i could vice versa that but it's always been jordan kobe yeah 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 i've and i respect to i've never argued anybody who was like no nah, jordan the best basketball player ever now nah, eh, i just got a, a different feeling about it but At for one. me it literally goes my favorites kobe magic jordan best i've always had magic kobe jordan <laughs> like that's just my order i ain't here to argue we ain't doing that we ain't uh debating so no disrespect to the dead but uh yeah man that that broke me down bro I ain't gonna lie. We couldn't even get here. I had a couple people hit me like, yo, y'all still recording, da da da. We always gonna get in here and do this work. Trust me. But uh I ain't even hit you up. I didn't even wanna fuck yeah, with you. Cause you already knew what was good, man. Um, but yeah, we we gonna get y'all this work. But what I wasn't trying to do was come on here unfocused. Cause I ain't gonna lie, I ain't know what the hell happened on power as of our normal recording time. Like yeah. and I watched it. Me and Jay, we've been seeing this episode, but yeah. you know, leading up to the recording, I like to throw it on one more time, get a feeling for the for the timeline and the transitions. And, bruh, I watched that shit Sunday with my girl. Couldn't have told you nothing, dog. Like, I was just sitting there blank face. Like, I'm lucky that I watched the final two episodes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah we special. <laughs> we got access. In advance, because I did not watch it Sunday. No, no. My, I, if it weren't for my girl coming through... And saying, like, you watch Power Yet, and me lying and saying no, <laughs> then <laughs> I wouldn't have rewatched that joint. <laughs> oh, shit, look at tape. <laughs> I was like, damn, no, this nigga, boy, just, I didn't even know that was Lorenz. Uh, like, I know that ain't Lamar. We're going to get into that. Um, but yeah, man, it was, Sunday was like, uh, that wasn't even like a real day to me, bro. Um, and then Monday was just as unfocused. Like I, I worked from home. I didn't really get too much accomplished. I didn't even really pull out my computer till about 4 p.m. Dog, I was just 
I ain't gonna lie, man. This might be the most stunned I have ever been. Uh, one, because of the shock of it, right? Like, it wasn't just Saturday where the whole LeBron passing his uh, record for third all-time scoring, all of that was happening. I literally was on Twitter seeing Kobe react as LeBron was approaching that record. Um, it wasn't just Sunday morning. I was watching ESPN revisit LeBron breaking Kobe's record and LeBron's statement. I just watched that four-minute clip of him fan speaking, like, directly to that. And then... uh. He even in another uh, clip from that game, like he had said, like, I talked to Kobe that morning, yeah. uh, like the next morning, Sunday like, morning. I bro. never thought that when I talked to him Sunday morning, yeah, that'd that would have be been last it. Time. And so, um, yeah, Kobe dog. probably woke up early, of yeah. course, and probably talked to him yeah. about all the stuff that went congratulations yep. in person, yep. you know, because I'm, I'm sure Kobe felt a way about not being in Philly for the game your hometown and your Lakers. Like, I know he probably felt a way about that. He probably called Bron on some, like, I'm there Tuesday when y'all play the Clippers at the crib. Like, I'm going to be there to come get your flowers in person. But let me hit you and say congrats now, bro. Like, proud of you. All of that, dog. And, like, it was such a um, such a, a forced reflection on life, right? Like, it made you look at your life. Like, I, I don't know about y'all. It's so eerie. Yeah. Uh, but like I've been watching before this mm-hmm. a lot of Kobe. Yeah. Um. I don't know if y'all listen to the Knuckleheads, which mm-hmm. is Quentin uh, Richardson and Darius Miles, yeah. their podcast. He was just on there. Uh. And then after that, he went on to um all the smoke. Yep. With Stephen Jackson and, and Matt, Matt Barnes, Barnes. Yep. and like that was within them. That was that was January. Yeah. Like all so of that is both of those are with, within two weeks. Within a month of yeah. each other. Like yeah. I watched both of them, and like he just being able to like. Sit there and kick it. One, yeah. I was happy that they he went on both of those shows. Yep. Because they not giantly high up in the yeah, media. Yeah. And was just to kick it about basketball and like a relaxed yeah. version of Kobe. Not uptight, but kicking it real and like giving like life gems yeah. during that conversation. Somebody said on uh on ESPN or maybe Fox Sports yesterday. Something that I had never considered, but as soon as they said it, I said, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. They were like, you know, Kobe in retirement seems happy, right? Like he has seen for the last four years, he has seen the happiest we've ever seen Kobe Bryant. And they were like, you know, the natural comparison to Jordan. We get it. We've never seen anybody as close to Jordan as far as the the hunger for winning, the the tenaciousness, the style of play. Right. But they were like the thing that made the two of them different. It was like Kobe didn't just inspire hoopers after him, the James Hardens and the Kevin Durants and all the way down to the Trey Youngs, right? They was like, nigga, Kobe's contemporaries looked up to him. Yeah. Tracy McGrady and Allen Iverson revered this nigga as if they weren't right there iconic with him. Who knew that? Uh Tracy McGrady used to stay with Kobe. Yeah. Yep. Like with his family. Like I ain't know they daughters hooped against each other and they be in the stands like old girl from uh, one of the Ramona something from ESPN was talking about that yesterday. Like, yo, I literally just saw them and their daughters was playing against each other in the AAU game and they was in the stands arguing like two dads. Matt Barnes' daughters, um, I mean sons rather, I'm sorry. Yeah, Um, yeah, the twins. Yeah. It's just crazy. Steven Jackson's son, he said he Mm -hmm. he didn't even know that was his son. Yeah, you said Uh, he was talking to him. Yeah, About 25. Like, Kobe just like... And that's why, like, after Kobe's retirement, 
like you get a, a good understanding of who Kobe is as the person. Mm-hmm. And he mm-hmm. opened up personally. Now you heard him talk very professionally and break down stuff yep. like after games, but you don't know who he is as a person until like after his career. So these last three years have been like like amazing. And yeah. I was like, we don't we we're not we're not appreciating Kobe until his career is over because you recognize what kind of basketball mind he yeah. had. When it's I watch brilliant. brilliant. Um when I watch uh, Kobe Bryant detail on mm-hmm. ESPN mm-hmm. and how he break down films. I'm like, fam, not to be in a comparison mode. I'm like, this is why he's a quote unquote to me like better than LeBron. Like the way he understands yeah. the game, I have never seen anybody break down film and just be as smart as he is on yeah. the court. Right. We were talking about it yesterday. Like Kobe, in my mind when I picture him looking at basketball film or just looking at a game, he sees it like how like on a, a movie, like a brilliant detective or yeah. a brilliant criminal might look at one thing. And next thing you know, it's 90 lights going off. Thanks. And like, that's how he saw that shit. And it's funny. The two cats that ESPN has doing those like video breakdowns are p- the two people who I've said have the most brilliant mind in a sport, Kobe Bryant and Peyton Manning. Like, and they do the details, yeah. and I'm like, they literally, in my mind, I think, are the two. One, Peyton's my favorite football player. Kobe's my favorite hooper. But I feel like half of it is because of how you can see their genius in, like, this afterlife, dog. Like, I'm I don't so know, I'm glad man. that uh, Kobe and Shaq are, like, good, Oh, man. Had a conversations, man. and, like, they're good and explain everything. Man. Like, look, it really wasn't that serious. And Never. Being brothers, I'm glad that Kobe and Nas men yep. Yep. Because Miles had not very good things to say about him on We Are Heroes. And uh I'm glad they was able to reconcile or him ever ever hey. able to tell him um that I I really love and respect you the whole nine yards, hey. man. Just like come on, man. And just honestly, dog, like Kobe's a great um he's a great example of somebody who got their flowers. And as many flowers as he's receiving right now, deservedly so. He saw him yeah. like in his years of retirement, he got every flower he was supposed to get. Academy Award. Nigga got an Oscar. And then he wrote a book. Hey, that's in my car right now. It's funny. Shout to my homie, Jean. She literally last year, she bought me that for Christmas. Uh, the mama mentality book. From the minute she gave me that book, I ain't put it down the rest of the night. We was doing shots. We was chilling. We was drunk as hell. We was drinking, eating. I ain't put that book down the rest of the night. Like, that's in my car right now. I carry that book with me everywhere. I done read it twice. Like, shit is real. Um, He lived his life, dog. Like, and that's one, I guess, positive that I could take from this. Like, as tragic as the circumstances were. Because death is always tragic, right? But these circumstances being with your daughter being with these teammates being with these parents in a helicopter crash something you couldn't prevent yeah because like yeah sound wild i'm okay with death because we all going we all gonna die but the manner in what this happened yeah that's not that's what i've seen cats who i know personally as a player hated kobe like they never messed with kobe and i literally saw cats crying because they fam when a, a father and his daughter, and on this helicopter, you had two fathers and their daughters, and a man and his wife, and all these families and all these friends in a situation they lived, you couldn't do a thing. There was nothing to prevent that. You know what I read today that kind of, this was probably my last breakdown of the day, and then that's when I said I quit. I got to go ahead on. They said uh, the EMS and fire rescue people said that when they approached the scene, 
Kobe's body was still positioned holding Gigi. I don't know. I don't know that that's not for dramatic effect. I don't know. But reading it. They've only found three bodies. Also true. And they've also said several times it was so like it was so much damage, so much toxicity, so much fire. I We've barely that, even been able to approach the scene. I seen that meme go around, yeah. but I've never that. Don't I don't know. know, but reading it was enough to tear a nigga up. I was like, all right, now let me get right back out of here. Dog. In my brain, yeah. because they only found three. Yeah, they somewhere waiting to be safe. Hey man, <laughs> I, if if anybody is swimming with their daughter on their back. It's Kobe Bryant. And niggas, and it, like they had a bulldoze just to get over there because yeah, it's a. It's it a, was so much, and so, it's in the forest. Yeah, so like, you know what they sitting yeah. in the trees and waiting to be saved. Yeah, uh, nah, I'm I'm a. I'm looking at Kobe the same way I looked at ghosts for most of the season. Talk, <laughs> I don't believe it till I see something, man. Uh, it's it's amazing, dog. Like, and it's really um, it's really telling, dude. Like, the legacy you leave, right? <laughs> When you pass, what will people say about you? Everybody ain't going to say glowing words. We've had people online acting an ass. We've had people being insensitive. And that's cool. That's going to happen, right? You live in the internet age. That shit happens with everything. But um, but I tell you what. I didn't want to divulge attention to this. But, like, some of y'all are some extreme weirdos, right? Oh, man. Facts. Like, some of y'all are extreme weirdos. Facts. Talking about, see, now I didn't want to bring this up. I don't know if this is the best time, but... We really black men. We really got to think about marrying non-black women, cause now where is his wealth, bitch? Shut the fuck up, fam. Like shut all the way the fuck up. <laughs> Figure out why you said that dumb shit, and then come explain it to me, so I can tell you sound stupid. Like, like come on. I got, I, hey, I'm great. I'm I'm down for a good conspiracy, fam. fam. Like fam. you know, I'm down for a good conspiracy all day. But you niggas is talking about some pharmaceutical company shot a missile and like, yeah. what the fuck is wrong with y'all people, man? Yeah, I don't. Um, Some of the things I've seen online have been like not even just insensitive, but like beyond ridiculous. I had to unfollow people. They was like, what? No parachutes on board? Like parachutes? Like, Bam. It's a helicopter. The shit caused a brush fire oh. that EMS couldn't even get to because of how wide it spread. The fuck was they gonna do in a parachute but land in the fire? No, like they weren't even high enough to be at fam. That was the whole problem. They said he wasn't fucking high enough. He couldn't see through the clouds. They said he had barely cleared a mountain by like under a hundred feet. Nigga, they a parachute was gonna do nothing for anybody in this situation. That's fam. just not how it worked. It don't work like that. Like hell, like that's not uh, how. That's not how it worked. Uh, that's not how it worked. I, people are people are dumb. People are insensitive. People are uh, weirdos, like you said, man. I will say this, man. Um, anybody going through anything, man, your feelings is valid, man. How do you Facts. How do you watch somebody from 17 years old and watch their entire life go yeah. from child yeah. um, to, to adult, to yeah. married, to father, to yeah. career, and like be invested emotionally and then are expected to just not care? Fam. I was, and, and this will be the only personal anecdote I give. Uh, Kobe's last game, April 13, 2016. I was in the hospital. Um, I had been diagnosed with a lung disease. And I had been sick for about a week. Honestly, I was scared I was going to die. Like, I had never been through the amount of pain that I was in. Uh, to the point that my mom was, like, visibly scared. And my mom ain't shaking by much. So, uh, Kobe's last game was my last night in the hospital. 
and I've been sleep all day, dosed up off drugs. And I woke up in the middle of the night and uh, realized what time it was. And I'm like, oh, shit, I hope I ain't missed the game. And I cut on the TV in my room, and it was in the fourth quarter. Mm-hmm. That's when they begin, they, they, they come back, right? And I watched that entire fourth quarter crying harder than I cried all week being sick and in pain because <laughs> I knew like this thing this this person that I have admired and revered his career that I know it as is coming to an end and nigga by the end of the night dog when they pulled that comeback off and he hit that 60th point dog lost it and the hospital nurse came in there that midnight nurse she came in that room she thought something was wrong I ain't even I I couldn't even tell her I'm fine. Yeah. <laughs> like I'm still up to be released in the morning, dog. But I'm like, you ain't seeing what my boy doing, dog. And that was the last time that I cried about a Kobe moment, man. And uh when when Sunday happened, I literally just broke down because I'm like, damn, Bean. Like I thought we was done with this, dog. Like I was waiting on the Hall of Fame speech. I wanna see you looking like Bill Walton in the fam. Yo, that was something that uh to kind of let these these young cats and maybe some of the novice know exactly the impact that Kobe had on basketball. Bill Russell literally tweeted. Kareem Abdul-Jabbar made a video, video with him talking in a Lakers shirt. Like, fam, Kareem ain't wore nothing but uh, dashikis and anks for 40 years. Bill Russell don't even talk. And these niggas tweeted, Bill Russell said Kobe was the most brilliant basketball mind ever. Said me and my wife are hurt. Who worked more than Kobe? Nobody. Cause I could nobody. I, I'll give you that Jordan is better than Kobe. Yeah. On some statistics or whatever. Yeah. He, he can't match it. Nah, ain't nobody outworked that boy. Ain't like, nobody outworked that boy. No. Nah. And that's saying a lot. Fam, my favorite story that I've heard, and I've heard it before, but uh they they played an old clip where he said it and touched the nigga again under the circumstances when uh, Allen Iverson was talking. And he said, yo, we was rookies in 96. Philly Sixers, Lakers, we in L.A. He said, this is the first time in my life I've ever been to Los Angeles. So he said, after the game, Kobe took me to dinner. Nice restaurant. We rookies. We 17, we 18. Well, he 18. I'm 20. We having a ball. He said, we finished dinner, had a few drinks. Kobe said, what you about to do? Nigga, Ivo said, I'm going to the club. What you getting, what you getting ready to do? You want to come with me? Kobe said, nigga, I'm going to the gym. After a steak and some wine, I'm headed to the gym right now at night. Nigga, was goody? And Ivo was like, I knew right then that boy was different. Yeah. And that's before the air balls against Utah and before all the shit that went on to later define, like, Kobe's Kobe, early stages. Kobe didn't get the start to his third year. Fam. Like, nah, dog. So that boy listen, was different, man. man. Uh, final thing before we move on, man. Yeah, yeah, Because um, I got mad topics, actually. Uh, for all y'all who's saying, like, y'all shouldn't be this emotional or y'all shouldn't be uh, broken up over somebody you know, uh, when your loved one passed and you post that shit on Facebook, I don't give a fuck because I don't know them either. Yeah. I, don't, I don't know your sister that got kidnapped, so I'm going <laughs> to hold these prayers. We don't, we don't care if she yeah. comes home. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That ain't got nothing to do with me, man. Not in real life, but yeah, that's, yeah, how, that's no. how silly you sound. Yeah, exactly. Because I don't that's know your grandma. The level of insensitivity that you asking us or that you have when you make that statement, you ain't know that nigga. Yeah, that's the level we at. So Pray for my grandma. She in the up. Uh, we don't know her. Yeah, Sorry, nah. don't care. That sound bad. That sound real rough. Wish you the best, though. That's how you sound. 
and yo, man, uh, again, rest in peace, all nine passengers of that helicopter. Uh, blessings to all their families, their friends, man, everybody within their network, uh, all of Gigi's teammates and coaches. Um, it's, it's, it's a tragedy and a story that is going to impact the world for a really long time, man. And, uh, Thanks. to, uh, to all the Kobe fans, all the Kobe haters, all the, the Kobe versus LeBron debaters, um, Kobe versus Jordan debaters, everybody, man. It don't matter. Sit that shit aside, realize the gravity of that and understand how small those arguments have been. I literally know two people who got into a full blown scrap, almost choked the nigga out over a Kobe LeBron debate. Go to prison. Understand where I low key you might have. Just, uh, just go to prison. Bro. Understand the gravity of that shit though, man. We talking about life. We talking about real people with real families. And uh we honestly we comparing legends versus legends, dog. So uh with that, man, rest in peace, Kobe, rest in peace, Gigi, rest in peace to uh to the to the seven, man. And uh Kobe, we love you, dog. Now, um speaking of Kobe, man, let's just get all our damn somber shit out the way. Nip got his Grammy, bro. Yeah, man. Yeah, posthumous boy, man. Uh, shout to Nip. Shout to Roddy Rich. Um, shout to Lauren London, bro. Facts. Uh, for those who saying like he already was nominated for this album and all other bullshit, yeah. film the the award goes to the best album of that year. Yep. What was the best album of last year? Yep. I'm gonna fuck when it released it. Who if next year if that's the most streamed album? Period. Guess yeah. what's gonna win? That oh, one. Nigga, and not all it's gonna win easily. <laughs> like that's the thing. It's supposed to win, nigga. Like I can't help that it came out and was nominated last year. Cause actually Drake's had that happen like three times. Where his album came out this year, it got nominated this year, but then next year it was the most streamed and the most popular. And it won next year. What you it, gonna say about it? It is what it is. That's just life, bro. So um nah man, shout out to Lauren, shout out to Nip, shout out to Roddy Rich. Uh, shout out to Nip's family, man. I like the tribute song. That tribute song worked. Uh, it took me a couple days to watch it. I ain't gonna lie. I think I literally watched that at like four this morning. I didn't watch it. Well, yeah. I didn't watch it until after I heard the song on Apple Music. It got you, got you. So I was like, oh, this, this song, yeah, yeah, go. And that's so I ain't, I ain't, I ain't look at nothing. I ain't listening until yesterday. I started to break the mold. Like I looked at um Lauren and and Black Sam and Nip's mom get up there and and had a speech. And then literally like 4 a.m. this morning, I watched that performance at a tribute joint uh, and I liked it. Yeah. I, I really liked it, man. Shout out to Meek Mill. Shout out to Meek, man. I really like what Meek doing right now. I do, too. In in life. Um, I wish he would have scrapped old boy uh, Nicki Minaj's husband, but that shit seemed petty now. Was he even there? Yeah, he was. He So they said he wasn't the one arguing like you can hear. They was like, that ain't Meek. But, like, you can literally see a tall-ass, like, black, it's me. Like, you can tell it's him. But they said he wasn't the one yelling with old boy. I'm not going to yell with you, fam. I don't got time. I don't. And I'm like, hey, Meek, chill, nigga. You, you still on something, nigga. I know it's a parole or free, free. all that shit clear, clear. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, still chill, nigga. Don't be scrapped. But After the Kobe I'm, shit, we ain't doing none of that. But. Fam, that's, that's that monkey shit, dog. Nikki, get your man. Get your man, dog. Like get, your, if I, get your brother while you're at it. Uh, don't want to talk about that 25 life, huh? Whole another story, though. But, man, uh, rest in peace, Nip, man. L.A. took a hit. Now, think about if you're a gentleman of my age, right? Yeah. And you from L.A. Yeah. 
I had, for a reason I, I just did some math and shit. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Kobe got drafted to the NBA when Pac was still alive. Yep. 96. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That was June. June 96. 96. So Pac came past until September. Yeah. September 13th or whatever. Yep. So Friday. Like, if you growing up, like you lost a Pac, you lost a nip. Big. You lost a but like but LA though. Oh, LA specific. I LA got you. I got you. I got you. Yeah, yeah. Like y'all lost a whole t- Pac, Nip, and Kobe. Kobe. And had just recovered from being scared of potentially losing magic. Yeah. Like that wasn't but five years old. Do you put do you put do you put MJ there? Yes. You know what um, I'm saying? MJ is yeah. probably like Yeah. Like he that was his town. You know what I'm saying? Like even though he took Neverland out that way, man, and and hey, it became a thing. Like that was the second most popping amusement park outside of Disney out there, motherfucker. That's like us losing like fam i want to say though barry sanders is one but like barry sanders what if, if barry sanders was from detroit yeah yeah yeah. like type of yeah. shit you know what i'm saying like and that's like i get kobe from philly and, and from italy but when you're 17 you from la fam and when you've been you played with this team for 20, 20 years fam they showed a stat yesterday and i knew this but like some stuff hits you different after death right so and we're gonna get off kobe but damn that we ain't getting off Kobe till we get off Kobe. Uh, they showed the stat with his with his number eight Kobe stats and his number twenty four Kobe stats, and they said both stats individually, he's better in every category: points, rebounds, assists, steals than ninety one current Hall of Famers. With both oh and titles won yeah like both individually. Number eight and number twenty four are better than ninety one. We've never seen a nigga do that, by the way. Fam, Jordan was the closest to have two numbers, but like we've never. Fam, I'm just gonna change. Forty five ain't get no title. (laughs) Come on, man. Forty five came back and let Orlando. I ain't gonna get into it, but uh, yeah, man. They lost Nip. They lost Pac. They lost Kobe. That's nuts, bro. If you like from L.A., yeah. Like these is cats that y'all really looked up to. Like, and uh, Ice Cube was kind of breaking that down. Like, yeah. Like fam, this kind of like it's a lot of beasts. Yeah, a lot of separation and like music and sports that bring people together. And when you always lose, has, you know, so. always has, man. Rest in peace to Nip. Rest in peace, Pac. Rest in peace, Kobe, man. Uh, got some other joints. Let me open the phone back up. See what else going on. Let's get into some fun shit, man. Uh, lean away, fucking Harriet. <laughs> Hey man, <laughs> the term is black men don't cheat. Hey man, okay, we ain't talking about nothing nah. else but black men yeah. don't cheat. Black natural born men don't cheat. Somebody said, "Tell y'all what's going down out here." Somebody said they seen Lena Waithe, uh on like one of these cooking shows, and they said <laughs> <laughs> she made a comment that when black people want to take their uh, they significant others to a fancy restaurant, they go to. Red Lobster or some shit. And it was like, man, she the equivalent of like somebody white in blackface. I was like, dog, that's bold. That's bold. But like, why would you say that, dog? Like, I was like, damn. Dog. Now, granted, that was just a a tweet that kept floating around. I don't know if she actually said that shit, but that shit was funny. That really made me laugh, dog. Um, Yo. 
Black men don't cheat, dog. I'm going to just keep reiterating it. And just because you get a fade don't mean this. <laughs> because <laughs> you got taped up, that don't mean. Get the strap. Get the strap. Get the strap. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, man. Hey, man. Lena Waith and her uh, her wife of literally like the last year and a half, uh, they split up. On When they say split, I usually take that as separated, not yet divorced. Like, uh you know, she w- that was the first woman she was with. Yeah, like, yeah, that's the woman that helped her come out and realize her. That was her queen. You know, it's the equivalent of a man marrying a man who been out here hoeing and he married a virgin. Yeah. Like, no, this this not it. Yeah. <laughs> like, I need a little bit more experience. I need to be more virgin. <laughs> like, 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 I heard uh, women who live like if you like the first gay, like you not this not you not real yet. You not yeah. even like initiated. And, like, I need a real gay. <laughs> like, you yeah. not even a, so. Um, I just here's my thing. Every time I see Lena Waif name, she be fast talking like a nigga, bro, bro, <laughs> like a nigga. nigga. <laughs> we don't even gotta go back to the Jason Mitchell shit. This all I'm gonna say when I see Lena Waif name in my mind. Every single time I see her name on any headline, the first thing that crossed my mind is she better not fuck the shy. <laughs> <laughs> like Lena, we love you a lot up here, dog. We 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 really rock with you. We rock with all your projects. Facts. Some of our best also. episodes of all time have come from yo shit, either the shy or Queen and Slim. But you real close to fucking the bag up, dog. And look, I'm gonna tell Lena right now because hey, fuck damn. that. No, because Salam, uh, I kill already did this shit. Lena, you better relax, nigga. Because if we lose one more show that we talk about regularly up here, and I got to start fucking reviewing uh, Saturday Night Live or some bullshit, nigga, I'm going to be real mad, bro. Damn, damn, Queen of Slim Chick married to... Married uh, she married to Pacey off Dawson's Creek, nigga. I wasn't actually mad at that, though. But, like, I, I like dude from... um, What's the shit that was on Fox? Uh... Massive yeah. dynamics and shit. Uh, I know what you're talking about. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I can't think of name. I of know what you're talking about. But hold up, bro. We 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 transitioning now, nigga. Let's get to pod. And speaking of Queen and Slim, you heard what your boy Daniel Kaluuya said? No. Nah. So uh, he was being interviewed, uh, speaking to the Radio Times, which I'm assuming is a magazine. Uh, he was speaking to the Radio Times and he explained that he does not want to be defined by his race or how it relates to his work. He said, I'm not going to ignore that I'm surrounded by racial issues, but I'm not defined by it. I'm just Daniel who happens to be black. I think I, I may have even seen him or, or saying that and I, I understand what he mean by that. I get what he's saying, but here's my thing. The majority of the roles, let's just say the four roles that you're known for right now, your four major roles, you got Get Out. In America. In America. You got Get Out. You got Queen and Slim. You got Black Panther. You got Widows. Three of those four roles are very heavily centered around you being black. And the one he got with the the, the, the Fred Hampton shit. That's coming. coming up. I ain't even want to get to that yet because three out of the four roles we know you for are literally about you being black. Don't tell me you just Daniel who happened to be black. I do think though, like, cause like one, so he don't do American accent on demand. Uh, uh-uh. He like, no, I'm not doing that shit. And I don't do it as an accent because it's not, 
yeah. I play a particular character yeah. and wherever he from, like my accent is going to slightly be what this that. particular person is. But like I am literally an actor and he say I'm very specific about the roles that I take. Yeah. And I know, but you're not about to call me this oh, you a black actor. You know what I'm saying? I think that's what he more or less said. Oh, and I get that like, in the no, same. You're not about to just be like, oh, you you a black actor. Like, no. But I'm see, an when actor you... who's Daniel, and I can play whatever I want to play. This is what I'm choosing to play, but you're not going to put me in a box to say, this is what you are. I'm whatever the fuck I say I want to be. And see, I thing. respect that. What I don't respect is you telling me you tired of talking about race, because that was another comment he made. He tired of talking about race. He doesn't want to be defined by it. I'm just Daniel. I happen to be black. All right, cool. Here's the thing. You came over here. Your career is burgeoning over here. We happen to live in the most racial, heavy climate in the entire world. We are the only country that is mixed in the melting pot that America is mixed in. There's not another country with this many races of people in it facts however like he himself has been beat up by the police mm-hmm. on some racial mm-hmm. shit you know what i'm saying like and and be perfectly honest we got fucked up by the europeans so mm-hmm. how do you think black people are actually treated in europe oh 100 you know oh, we've talked about that yeah. but don't come here and take these black ass roles which you've been great in which we have reviewed all of and then tell me i'm tired of talking about race nigga guess what it gotta be tough though dog like, I get, and it's still based on a role, but like every single conversation, man. Other than some, like I've seen some really good interviews with him. Yeah, One yeah. of them was like in the uh, with somebody from the UK. They I really like enjoy in his interviews, by the way. Um, but like, a lot of them sound exactly the same because people want to hit you with the race shit. Like, blame the interviewer. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So he like, I'm tired of talking. Like, nigga, but, have a but don't sit on that 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 white platform, whatever uh the name of that magazine was. Uh, uh, and tell them I don't want to talk about who I am no more. Mm. Don't do that. Sit down with Sway and say that. Because then you can at least generate a conversation that might allow you to maybe delve into what you mean a little bit more. Because Sway going to ask the right questions. Sit down with, I don't know, anybody who look like you to say that. I got to take a look. I got I to see Yeah, I just, I ain't, I ain't dig that. And like I said, I could, hey, if I'm wrong, I'm going to come back on here and I'm not going to tell y'all I'm wrong. But, <laughs> uh... The 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 piece that I read, the quotes that I read, it was all enough for me to like kind of pause a little bit. Let me find out. Uh, I'm gonna try to check it out and um, gotta get the context. Definitely. So, speaking of movies, movie stars, you catch Bad Boys yet? I did. Shout out to fucking Bad Boys right now for a couple of reasons. One, that was a good ass movie. I'm pleasantly I surprised. Thoroughly enjoyed myself. Now I'm kind of mad we didn't do one of the things for it. A little bit. I ain't gonna lie. When I walked out the theater, I was kind of like, "Damn, we could have done that." Yeah, because like I didn't think it was gonna be good. <laughs> hey, and I didn't want to say that prior to and like I didn't realize people' opinion. Yeah, I didn't realize though until uh, I was preparing to go see it that Michael Bay didn't direct this. Ah, so we did one and two. One which I loved, which is both are available on Netflix, by the way. Go watch them both. Mm-hmm. Um, I watched one the other day because my girl was like, I ain't seen it in a while. Let's watch that. Fam, one was such a good movie, dog. Two was a bunch of nothing. Um, It was explosions and cocaine and dead bodies all over the place. This third one, Bad Boys for Life, was really good, man. And uh, right now. How old are they supposed to be? 
Cause like Will seventy three. Cause Will Smith's fifty. Yeah. Martin's like fifty four. Yeah. So like, now, they your pension is ready, bro. Whenever y'all want to do it, they yeah. said they've been doing this twenty five years in the movie. Yeah. Yeah. Like, uh, like Will, you a fifty year old man? Yeah. Getting your ass whooped by a young man on a like. A young boy was in his ass. Now, granted, <laughs> the real life Will Smith is pretty in shape for yeah, yeah. a fifty year old. So absolutely. Like, However, age, whatever age they're supposed to be, yeah. it's believable because there are that. In Y'all real are life. really that. You know <laughs> Y'all are really that. Um, but big shout out to Bad Boys, Martin and Will Smith. Uh, domestic box office, hundred twenty million and counting. Mm. Global box office, two hundred fifteen million and counting. There's for Will Smith not being a star. Hey, they back. <laughs> Get my man his bag again. All right, let me ask. And they already talking about Bad Boys Four. Let me ask. All right. Can Will Smith really act? No, no, no. no. <laughs> What's up with Martin, dog? Like Martin has never like. All right, I told you niggas, I'm ready. For, I'm good. I'm hey, hold up, because we had that debate on the group anyway, so we can get into that. All like, of that. It's like Martin ain't been the same since he went away mm. and came back. Mm-hmm. Is this nigga a clone? Is this clone Martin? <laughs> like he had so. You know, we watched the interviews that yeah, he did, yeah. and he like, I'm shy, I'm this, I'm that. Yeah. Now, go back and type in some Martin interviews from different, uh, from David Letterman yeah. and Jay Leno and stuff. Right. Oh, that's a different, like Martin, lovable, Martin. Yeah. funny, like, it ain't the same. It's funny now that we having this conversation, I had forgotten about the thing uh, with all the other comedians and shit. What was, it? you remember that whole ordeal where he was... It was like the thing on Comedy Central or something like that, where everybody, where he was up on the stage and he was being like mad, weird, and shy and shit. What the, yo, listeners, let us know what I'm talking about, because y'all know. <laughs> let us know. Let us know what I'm talking about. Hold on, man. Martin, he was acting mad shy, dog, and like weird, oh, and he was up there with the something, other. Something about 25 years. It yeah, was the, it was like the Def Jam 25 year. Def Comedy Jam 25 year anniversary. Yeah. That's what it was. Yep. And he was up there acting weird. And it's like, fam, I watched you be the best host of this. And now you stand on that stage and you can't, you don't even know how to talk. Like, it's different. And you know what, though? He's he's literally been different since the end of the Martin show when he was, I don't mean this in a disrespectful yeah. way. Like, when he was running around naked with a gun saying, I'm going to shoot myself. Man, high on all the drugs. Allegedly. Or, that's how they set your clone up. They get you high, you come back, you different. All I'm saying, everybody go to everybody go to Hollywood and go through quote, the quote unquote crazy joint. Also, everybody that's been accused of being a clone went to jail first. This Martin is, ain't no different. This is this is this is true. <laughs> this is very true. Uh, um, but like, what's been up with him? I don't know, dog. And it was kind of funny. I mean, it it turned around as the movie went on, but even to start, he wasn't even being like his normal. Like the wit was kind of slow. The jokes wasn't really coming. His voice don't even sound the same. Like it yeah. seemed like he was. I'm not saying I didn't enjoy the movie. Uh, or absolutely, he, bad he, he was great in the movie. That. Yeah, yeah. I'm saying it's like how he sounds. It sounds like force. It don't yeah. sound like Martin. The Martin that I'm used to. The one who was quick, who was spunky, who had that that I ain't ever called the nigga spunky, but uh, <laughs> who had that like his voice was a very certain inflection. That you just knew, dog. and it it worked. Some just off, and some been off for a while. But I, I didn't see him here, not on this. Oh, lit, don't even get me started. Not on, on this lit shit. I'm talking about like <laughs> seeing him here and perform, performing like at the Fox, and like that nigga Martin has been booed 
a few times in Detroit. Man. I'm like, <sighs> and this is from a nigga who love old Martin standups. It ain't really hit recently, dog. Like that that stand up little tour he went on a few years back. That ain't go down. That's gonna be here in February. Yeah, that he not really talking on. He coming right back. And he's he not talking though. You know what's kind of wild he too? When you, he came yeah, out yeah. like, yo, what's up? This is Marty Ma. What's yeah. up, Detroit? All right, I'm about to bring up DC Young Flat. Like, what? You know what's kind of wild too? Like, Martin, do he feel like stuck in 97? Or like stuck at like I right th- after life came out or something? I'll tell you what it feel like to me. It was Big Mama's house. Uh it feel like he has to do this. Mm. It feel like he being forced to do this Not mm. like on some It just seemed like he don't want to do this shit Yeah And like every time we see him Like he gonna be comical or humorous But it's like Yeah I really wanna be here fam Yeah Like like he got an obligation to be there Yeah I don't know what the obligation is Yeah it, um, He he definitely looks and sounds And, and like kinda operates differently But Google Bob Dylan <laughs> Deal <laughs> It could be that old You know uh, Yeah that deal with the yeah, <laughs> um, this life or the next. <laughs> <laughs> this Google that's Bob really Dylan. funny if y'all know what Jay talking about. So go Google that so he don't sound crazy. <laughs> um, all right, let me go back through the notes. Hey, Monique got a Showtime deal allegedly. She got a Showtime special allegedly though. It's an hour. She said this. Listen though, Showtime ain't said it. But listen. <laughs> an hour special yeah and there's six people on it yeah. <laughs> like nigga that's, what she got 15 minutes <laughs> can't you 15 minutes dog? they was like monique open up for this nigga like like i get it like you got a special but it's six other people on hey. it, and it's only an hour you were you were part of a troop <laughs> it's a comedy troop <laughs> Like you Martin Lawrence out here with the littest <laughs> fuck tour. Like Oh shit. Monique is Monique Young Fly? Yeah. <laughs> I'm oh, just shit. saying. I don't know what she's doing with her life. I got no interest. Because here's my thing. I'll tell you why I don't want to watch it. Cause Monique ain't never really been that funny. Um, why? Cause I don't want to watch it with the intentions of being negative. Yeah. Cause I'm only gonna watch it to come up here and like give some jokes or some shit. Now if I'm just I literally Flicking around and it's nothing else. So when I watch it and I'm genuine, but I don't want to watch it going yeah. into it thinking I'm not gonna like it, and that just seem mean and mean spirit if I watch it just so I can talk shit about it. So yeah, um, <laughs> I'm not gonna watch it because I don't <laughs> think Monique is funny. Never. <laughs> like even when like Monique was like never. allegedly funny, never. I never thought she was funny. Like I went to the Queens of Comedy Tour with my dad. I took my dad, um, and I remember then being like. Some more fine as hell, <laughs> and that was really what I walked away with, nigga. Adele Gibbons crazy. Adele Gibbons funny to me. She's funny as hell. Some more is funny. Some more funny as hell. To me. Adele Gibbons some funny. Fact, seen some more this past year. I'll see some more anytime she in Detroit. I love some more. Uh, when I was filming for uh, Mark Curry. Yeah, yeah. Mm, yep. And since he been talking about Steve Harvey, I need to upload that footage. Actually, yeah. No, I uh I saw some more. Last time I seen her, um, it was her and Mike Epps, and I was in Indianapolis. And this has been a few years. She's so graceful. She's awesome, and she's so graceful to be as some more Richridge. She tours nonstop all year. She was so nice for the to last me. thirty years. I'm just nigga. a nigga backstage holding man. the camera. She was just so nice to me. Got tour was fucking nice. Gave me some fuck. You're like, hey man, you need these for your camera lens. They gave me some eyeglass cleaner shit to yeah. clean. Up. I'm like, thank you, Guy Tori. Did I meet Guy Tori or Joe? Joe's the bigger one. Yeah, yeah, I met Joe. I ain't meet Guy. Um, 
but that's dope dog like i and those those are the comedians who i respect right because they don't you don't hear them talking i don't hear some more telling me why she worth this and she worth that and she fam she out here putting on her own tour that she does on her own i tell you what Mark Curry got the weed, okay? Okay. I'm talking about Okay. I'm like Jesus Christ. Like uh Mark. <laughs> yeah. He from LA. At facts. So, you know what I'm saying? Facts. And it's Detroit, so we kinda legal. I'm like, damn, Mark, he's like, Don't get this on camera. Speaking of Don't get this on camera. All right, nigga, I'm a snitch. <laughs> Internationally. Um speaking of uh Hollywood, so Hidden Gems, uh, the production company that brought us Black and Blue, brought us Intruder with Megan Good and Michael Ely, and they have another movie coming out called Fatal. You're supposed to say good movies, though. When you be like... Hey, Black and Blue was good. Uh, you know what? Black and Blue was solid. See, I didn't see Go, go see that. Black and Blue was solid. I really didn't hate the Intruder. I don't like Megan Good. I don't think she can act. Sorry, Megan Good. You fine, but... But like... The, yeah, okay. That was like... The Intruder was... A movie I went into expecting it to be bad, and then it turned out not as bad as I thought. But they, which like, makes me say that was kind of good. But it's like saying, this is from Michael Bay, who brought you Bad Boys. Yeah, one, yeah. Uh, hey, well, we don't know none of uh, Hidden Gems' other work, but they hired um, Terrence Terrence J as head of talent engagement. I don't know what that means, but he's going to be working in a film and TV department. So apparently, I don't engage with Terrence J. I haven't Hidden watched. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I haven't watched. Power Confidential ever. But apparently he about to be the head of the department that gets them all. So Hidden Gems is trying to blow up into a movie and a TV studio. Matter of fact, let me stop talking shit for my um, I, I Hey, <laughs> no, I done met Terrence J. Terrence J a cool nigga. Yeah. Um, Terrence J brought me, well, he ain't know he was buying me dinner specifically, but he paid for the table. Yeah. And I took it. And I asked Dog, like, yo, can you put some extra shrimp on that? <laughs> like, no, 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 it's cool. It's covered. He got it. Um, yeah, Terrence J was cool as shit. I've met him maybe twice. Uh, but he was also super cool with the people I was with. Like, he knew them personally. So, you know, some people, like, if you see them, like, in your real life, they might not be cool. You know who said this had a similar situation? Uh, hmm. I think it was Charlemagne. Mm. He said he had, like, he didn't like Terrence. You know how you yeah, make yeah. fun. He said when he met him backstage, he was like, no, yeah. he's he like a real nigga. No, like, and... Like, I was very much so impressed. Like, he's a really nice dude. Yeah. I'm going to get, like, that nigga was, like, super, like, friendly with, like, 45 people because it was birthday dinners both times that I've been around him. Birthday dinners and, like, a club afterward. Yeah. Friendliest shit introduces you, even if you can tell he forgot your name already. Um, Hey, this is my man with the uh, red beanie, Yeah. Man. Hey, man, what up, dog? We call, we call him Red. Yeah. <laughs> I almost feel certain that that nigga called me Detroit. Um, I'm be okay with that. Shit. I was alright with it, uh, because we was in Atlanta and we was having fun. <laughs> but uh, nah, Terrence J, head of engagement and talent engagement of film and TV. So I don't know. Hopefully they bring us some more movies. It's a black company. That's what I like. Facts. So they a, black. I got a and I got an idea I'm pitching. And they've been putting out a lot of black content. They got another movie with Michael Ealy coming out later in the year called Fatal. Uh, we gonna see what that's about. But shout out to Hidden Gems. You ever heard him raise his voice? Michael Ely? Yeah. No. He's, he, he, his whole no. entire He's too act, smooth. Like, fam. Fam. Nigga, you was crazy. I've seen him. So, did you ever watch that uh, TV show that used to come on Fox called, it was with Kevin Bacon, and it was about Kevin Bacon. He the was a detective. About serial killer. Yeah. Uh, God damn. This was. I, remember, I know hold exactly on, what Hold on. No, I got to look this up. Because that shit was. I watched the first season, and then second season. I didn't get into it. No, no, no. It, it it stayed, second season was different, but it stayed great. Like, I, I watched the following. Yeah. The following. 
So Michael Ely was in the final season, mm. and he was crazy as fuck. He was actually, well, I ain't going to give it up because niggas might want to go watch it. But just know, even in that, like somewhere you were supposed to be a crazed motherfucking murderer, he was still like, yeah, so I'm finna kill you. And like, I was like, damn, nigga. What a range. Like, and I feel like he's somebody who I think can act. For sure. Like, I don't think that he can't act. Like, so, because he don't do that badly. It's just like, get out of that. Like you ain't got to light skin me to death. Come on, uh, Terrence. Uh, what's Maine? <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> what's that nigga that? Terrence, Terrence Howard. Howard. <laughs> like them, every character the same character. Nigga, like you oh. say, karma don't come back that strong. L baby. <laughs> Like only, right. only Denzel can play the same character over and over again. Facts. Goddamn. Well, Denzel and Will Smith. <laughs> <laughs> we are on a roll. Hey, y'all, if any of y'all ever hear this and like wanted to hire me and Jay before you heard us talk about you, just uh, rewind it and go back to when we loved you. It's all about the jokes. That's a fact. We just want to get these jokes. Hey, Kobe. <laughs> That's how I'm getting out of shit. Nipsey. <laughs> <laughs> Higher and higher. <laughs> he taking me higher and higher. <laughs> oh shit. I'ma get laid. <laughs> oh oh shit. shit. Hey, it feel good to be back in this studio, man. Cash I ain't gonna lie. <laughs> That nigga made up words for that song. That Dog. nigga said, skit, skit. I got a skirt, skirt. I love that Apple gives you the lyrics. Because, boy, I'll be reading them, nigga. <laughs> like, wait. Roddy Rich said, huh? Nigga said, got a cash app. Let's oh, get a skirt, man. skirt. What the fuck is a skirt, skirt? Oh, shit. That was funny. That nigga pronounced an ad lib. <laughs> <laughs> what? Uh, hey, man. Hey, you want to read that scenario you sent me, dog? Oh, Let's no. get into that real quick and then jump into this episode. Cause this episode wasn't really about shit. Oh man! So what we're doing right now is called delaying the inevitable, man. All right, listen. Scenario. Oh, hold up, hold up. Oh, Before we fact, get into that, fact, let me let's just take a break. Let's take a little sponsor break. All right. Oh shit! I ain't hold got, up. <laughs> when y'all hear that can crack, that mean your man back. All right, now listen. This Check week's the scenario. Blackberry letter is not a real life Blackberry letter. It's some shit I found off the internet. Just yeah, it's like, been going around. It's like last week's episode. Yeah, I found, found it on, on Twitter. Internet, yeah. So, this is the scenario A man and a lady have been dating for a while, and things are going great in the relationship. They usually spend a few nights a week sleeping over at each other's homes. She rents a high rise apartment downtown for $1,800 a month. He owns a nice house in the suburbs that is paid for outright. Her lease is expiring and with it comes a 10% rate increase, which would take her rent to nearly $2,000 a month. A conversation about moving Keep in. Keep taking me higher <laughs> and higher. <laughs> <laughs> Keep taking rent higher and higher. The rent is too damn high. <laughs> <laughs> Remember that nigga ran That up? nigga hair and beard was amazing, dog. Hey, somebody go find that nigga. That nigga ran for president, fam. As he should have. I want him to run okay. again. What if he sneak up and knock Bernie ass down? <laughs> Listen, a conversation about moving in together came up, and they agreed that living together would be a natural progression of the relationship <laughs> and would also give them both the opportunity to hit their individual financial goals more quickly since they would be sharing living expenses instead of paying double for everything each month. 
He presented her with a proposed budget based on half the cost of the household bills, along with a rental amount of 800 per month, and she was flabbergasted. They are now at an impasse because she feels that she shouldn't have to pay any rent since he has no mortgage, and he feels that he sacrificed greatly to pay off his mortgage early without any financial help from her, and she should be happy because she is still saving thousands each month by living there. In your opinion, whose position makes the most sense? So I read this a couple of times after you sent it to me, and I feel like I've seen something similar. Yeah. Uh, I understand her maybe going in thinking that this is about to be a rent-free situation. Yeah. But when he explains that it's not, and he explains, yo, that 800 one, it's going toward, but this ain't me charging you just rent. Like, it's going toward bills. It's going toward whatever. No, see, that's why I read it. I had to read it a couple of times. Yeah. Because he said, because <laughs> it actually says he presented her a pros budget based on half of the cost of the household bills. And a rental amount. Along with. A rental amount. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. So it's going to be 800 plus half. All right, we'll see. And here was my one problem with his presentation before we even just reread that. Yeah. I thought the 800 was a bit steep. That's a lot. I get it. She's saving a band a month. She's saving 1200. If you count that uh, increase, 12, I get it. She's saving. She's 100%. I understand it. However, I felt like 800 now looking at it. Plus the plus the bills. It's like, all right, fam, you might be, like, maybe hit her with an even five. I don't know. I don't know. Because here's the thing. I don't know how much he needs any of the... Clearly, he don't. He's been living there fine, doing his own thing. He paid his whole mortgage off. This this, this the thing that's missing for me. All right. Man and lady have been dating a while. How long is a while? Once a while. Because if we've been dating while I bought the house... Yeah. And, I, and you watched me pay everything the fuck off... Yeah. While you was living in your high rise and everything yeah. like that. And then when shit get too expensive for you... Now you want to move, move in. in. You want to move in mm. together. We didn't move in together because this was the natural progression. Yeah. We moved in together based on your finances and you not being able to, and be real life, you not being able to afford the extra $200 a month. Yeah. Because like $200, ideally, I don't want to pay extra 200 but like yeah. clearly, so it's not like, like you- That 200 is kind of, that's that's her threshold yeah. right there. Yeah. This is a 100% financial move for you. Yeah. And like- you only here for the month like uh, and so in this situation let's uh, say like this don't benefit me at all i mean because my bit i'm my mortgage paid off long, so let's we say, talking about this scenario or are we talking about uh the institution of marriage benefiting the man both <laughs> ever like but this this scenario don't benefit him at all yeah okay fine I'm, maybe i say 300 bucks because now my my living expenses yeah is cool but you just save Twenty two hundred. I mean, you just say two grand or some shit. Like this is a great move for yeah. you, and I don't, I don't. It's don't, and it don't work. Not only that, like even if he is saving a few hundred extra on living expenses and all that, uh, fam, I sacrificed to pay my mortgage off. So anything that I'm saving is actually just recovery. Facts. <laughs> because Nick, I went hard to make sure that this that got mean, done. That mean I did a 15-year yeah. mortgage. Yeah, and I got the hell instead up out of, of there. Instead, of, instead of, of 30. So my yeah. shit was like, come on, fam. Now, me just pointing that out doesn't doesn't mean that that's, I think he's the right one. 
because if you don't got a mortgage fam you can't charge her rent to live there <laughs> like you just can't charge her rent and and again so that goes back to what i was thinking when i said that 800 was a bit steep because if you just charging her for living expense or half of living expenses that ain't 800 a month i don't suspect i don't know it said nice house in the suburbs how Water much, and all that could be a lot. How much is taxes? Because taxes, 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 taxes could be a lot. Taxes could be a lot. Yeah, Southfield, you gonna be paying a <laughs> nigga. Farmington Hills nigga. is getting a few of my dudes. Tell me, yeah, dog. So, I I don't know that either. I feel like it's a happier medium that neither of them have like in the scenario have addressed yet. I feel that you should stay where you live at because the only reason you coming to live with me now is because of money, and if this is the situation. Then I don't want you to live here. Mm-hmm. If this wasn't because your lease was up, that's something different. But yeah. this is literally because your lease is up. Yeah. And if it's about you saving money, well, fuck it. I just saved you a thousand dollars a month. You should be happy. That's twelve thousand dollars a year that you didn't save, and you still fucking with me. Yeah. And you know what though? You know what'll alleviate a lot of his problem. And now that I'm thinking about it, this might be this the reason she hesitated. This probably the same nigga from the Black Bear letter a couple weeks ago. Didn't want to put potentially, name on potentially. Uh, but no, I, I just figured out why why she hesitated and why he got a problem now. What's that? He ain't dropping dick down, nigga. He ain't dropping the dick off. His views dropping the dick off. She'd have moved in there, whatever. She'd have been like, "What? You want a honey here? Take a thousand. Or he don't want that. He don't want her to stay there because he dropping it off. Here. <laughs> like I'm hit her. I'm, that nigga like, oh shit! I gave that other bitch the key. Huh? I'm like, it costs eight hundred to live here. I'm hit her with a high ass note. <laughs> that <laughs> nigga said, I need eight hundred for groceries and I got plus your, rent. And I got to check your references. <laughs> got to yo, check your yo. credit. Imagine checking your girl references <laughs> before she move in with you. <laughs> That might be worse than a prenup, bro. Like, me, like real talk. <laughs> like, let me let me check out. Your, give me uh, a couple, three three different uh, people next to kids. I need think of looking at his girl resume like, now nah, your work history is concerning. Like, <laughs> I see you leave for work. You be, you be late. Yeah. I'm not sure if you can. Yeah. Do you make, uh, is my rent um, uh, only a third of your what you make? <laughs> Because I need you to make two thirds more yeah, than what your rent yeah. is in order for me to know that you can afford that. That's year. Jewish people rules right there, boy. Uh, yeah, it's an interesting scenario, dog. Because I'm like, but like as a woman, right? Yeah, women benefit all the time by so these. Moves. As a woman coming into this situation, yeah. if this was just a situation because me and you are in love, I want you to move in. Um, I couldn't charge my my girlfriend. Or the woman I'm with yeah. to live with me, yeah, like a rent, like if you want, yeah, yeah. the expenses or I, like I see some couples be like, oh, uh, she paid the bills, he paid a mortgage or whatever. However you want to do that, do that. <laughs> that should be trash to me too. Oh no, because <laughs> no, here's why it'd be trash. Nigga, the mortgage twelve fifty. No, no, no. Here's why it'd be trash. Because you say I'm gonna pay the mortgage, you cover the bills, and then she start telling you what bills she don't want. Like I don't think we need cable, bitch. I knock your head off bitch, your goddamn every channel, goddamn bitch, it. all of them. We got AT&T, we got Comcast, we got Hulu. And pay-per-view. We got Disney Matter Plus. Matter of fact, I want Comcast on that TV. I want AT&T on the TV in the bedroom. Fuck out of here. I know, nigga. We getting all that. Because your half of whatever we do is still like $400. But on the tweets, I seen like she shouldn't have to pay nothing and blah, blah, blah. So I just want I just want to know. So you mean to tell me she is able to move in mm-hmm. and have access to extra $24,000. And access to year. some more square footage. Because that's a nice house in the suburbs. Yeah. 
$24,000 that you would save, and I'm just supposed to, yeah. I, I bust my ass to pay off my fucking house. Yep. I'm paying all the bills and everything, mm-hmm. and you just sitting over here with extra twenty four grand balling out yeah. on your fucking self. But that's what a lot of these memes got these women believing that a marriage is, or that male support is, right? Is you investing into all their dreams, all their goals, all their shit, while you get nothing. You sit up and spend money while she stacks. You pay all the bills. I'm a stat, and it's like, fam. Now that you can't even cover this sprint. Now that doesn't mean like I need like we can't be together if you ain't paying 50, 60, 70 percent. Mm-hmm. I just, just the thought process of I'm gonna make you do all of this, and yeah. I'm gonna do nothing but spend my money on me. That just yeah. seems selfish. I'm gonna keep it real, bro. Those conversations have always stressed me out when thinking about like forward progression with a woman. Um, you ever live with a woman? No. And I've and lived, that's why they've stressed me out because I've never gotten to that point. I live with two different women. Yeah. Right? yeah. And like, now, Jay be moving them in. <laughs> <laughs> Jay said open door policy, baby. <laughs> Free before 11. So listen, like I often hear these conversations with people who never live with nobody. Mm-hmm. Like, or never lived on your own. Yeah. Have you ever had a home that you had to pay? Like, forget just the rent that you got to pay water and lights and cut the grass and do all that. Like, you've never been in this situation. So you purely sp- speculative. Yeah. And having conversations yeah. on the Internet. Have you been in this situation? You don't know what you would do. It's yeah, it's rough, too, because like you said, a lot of us haven't been in this situation. A lot of us haven't lived with a woman. You might stay with your man or your woman. uh a few times a week but they ain't paying your rent and we, we, y'all ain't splitting bills if you want to be if you want to kick it up be, be perfectly honest what typically happens whether you should do this or not y'all together y'all want to move together you yeah. say hey look how much you pay on rent how much you pay on rent well shit we we putting out a thousand dollars a month we can yeah. go get somewhere that that costs two thousand a month facts but you know you personally can't spend two thousand yeah. now both of y'all this home that y'all got because yeah. it's so big and so beautiful, y'all want to start your family together. It's more than what each one of you could individually normally buy. Mm-hmm. So now, yes, you do need two incomes to do that. Yeah. Now, if you already like, I live by myself now. Yeah. So if a person moved in, clearly I can still I can pay the you rent. You can handle that. I've been paying it, but yeah. if we get together and then we go buy a bigger place, yeah, bigger than what I would normally like. I don't need a five bedroom if it's yeah. just me. Like it does take more, but even beyond that, or before that, rather, um, you live by yourself now. But if somebody moves in with you, now your bills go up. Go up naturally. The lights go up. The water go up. The fill. The food go up. Everything goes up. Your expenses exceed what you were spending on yourself. Yeah. Pardon me. And um, when that happens. That stuff does need to be discussed. It can't be an automatic assumption that the dude is going to pay. If you're with a dude who covers it, awesome. Good for y'all. But if you're with a dude who's like, yo. If you live if you live in the Metro Detroit area and we want to be realistic and I know yeah. what the average median income housing is, yeah. stop acting like y'all don't know where yeah. y'all live at and what y'all do for a living. Yeah. And it's and nothing wrong with making 50, 60 grand a year, whatever the fuck it is. But not like, stop acting like you make a million dollars a year because it's not true. Yeah. And when the median household income is 34 grand around this bitch, which we literally reported on this podcast, however many episodes ago that was. If you making that 50, that 60 or more than that, and you with somebody who's making closer to the median, 
have them discuss. But you know what the problem is. This is what the problem is. People don't want to discuss where they really at in life financially. We had this conversation a couple weeks they, ago. They really don't want to sit down and tell you, yo, I just read an article the other day on Yahoo um, about a couple who paid off 94 grand in debt, mm-hmm. right? The man came into the relationship with three grand worth of debt. The woman had 91 grand worth of debt. Most of it was student loans. He had already paid his student loans back. He didn't require a lot of loans, had a few grant scholarships. And what he did have, he had paid most of it back down to three grand. He owned his car, lived with his folks, didn't have a house yet, but they'd been together and they were trying to buy a house. So he said, before we go get this loan and we end up with this high ass uh, interest rate on this house and, and this payback, let's pay off our debt. And he said, we had to sit down and have a real conversation. When I told her I had $3,000 worth of debt, she looked at me in shock because her response was, I have 91. Our total debt as boyfriend and girlfriend, we're not even married yet, is 94000 And I cover 99% of that. I mean, that's still loan debt, nigga. That shit don't count. That's some other shit. We're not paying that shit. That's some other <laughs> shit. But, uh... So what they did, because the majority of her 91000 was student loans, uh, and they said she still owed a little bit on her car and da-da-da. So he said they sat down, they came up with a plan, and in 18 months they paid that whole thing off. It requires some discipline. Thanks. It requires some some stick-to-itness. But Shout out to Jenny for giving me the... Uh, the oh, her plan? Yeah. Her, yeah, yeah, yeah. Shout out to Jenny, man. Hey, shout out to everybody who let us know that they like Jenny uh, on the show, man. I I was, I'd be worried just like in general, like when I listen to my own personal podcast, when I see podcasts go against a format, right? I get a little concerned. Especially if you like the person. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Y'all can't talk shit about my friend. Y'all can't talk about Jay's (laughs) best friend and that's my nigga. Like y'all can't do that. Like we'll literally, it'll be blicky time, nigga. But uh, no, a bunch of people hit me up, said they like Jenny and they was, uh, they was happy she brought the liquor up here. So, Um, but no, Jenny paid off all her debt, got her student loans out the way and did all that. And she, uh, she was literally online telling folks, if you want my spreadsheet, Hit me up. I'll email it to you. Like, let me know. So dog sat down. But all of that starts with a real conversation. And and, and that conversation can't be mine, yours. No. Nah. It's got to be ours. You have to put your talk. And that's what dog said. He said we put our 94000 total debt together and then we paid it off. And he was like the first. Our whole thing was like starting with the highest debts. And he was like, nigga, like the first eight bills that we were paying off were hers. Like we got to mine last. Cause like one of my uh, ex homies, um, I see him on slapping in the face. Uh, oh shit! But like what he did when him and his wife got together, mm-hmm. she had them. She had a lot of debt. Yeah. And they just was like, he had debt too. He was like, but we gonna focus on hers first. Yeah. We got all her shit out the way. It boosted somebody credit, and then that they used that one. Yeah. That person credit to buy different shit, and then once that was secured. He yeah. paid off my debt and until they was debt free. Yep. You know what I'm saying? And but shout like, out to uh, my homie Q. He did the same thing. Him and his wife. Similarly, like they got together. They bought their crib after they got married and did all that. And then they paid off their debt. And like, I think it was like over a hundred grand in debt. But it's you have to be honest. Rule number one is being honest with yourself. Because a lot of you niggas don't even know what your credit score is. Because you don't want to check. You don't want to check it because you're scared. I have. 19 different free credit score apps. Everybody kept yeah. giving you your fucking yeah. credit score. Yep. You scared you don't want to check it. You yep. know you've made irresponsible decisions. Yep. And you don't want to face that. You don't want to tell that person like, so yes, your Instagram looked like you're on vacation every yep. week. And you are. But, but the credit cards ran up. 
like I get it. You want to live your experience. You well beyond like your thirty percent, nigga. Come on, yeah. I and and that's you know what though. I'm gonna keep it real because that's what we do on this podcast. I went through that. <laughs> Who didn't? I went through that. Um, and I I ain't gonna get into the exact numbers because I might have something coming out later for y'all to to really know. But like one thing that I love is when people aren't afraid to tell their story, right? Get a real testimony. In 2016 or late 15, early 16, I'd quit a job and then I went eight months without a job and I couldn't get unemployment because I quit. And after the first few months, shit started getting tight because I was helping my parents with renovations around the crib and I was doing some other stuff that I had committed to financially before I knew that I was going to be in this situation. So as, as that sort of like went month, three and four and five and we approached month eight. Oh, it got bad bad it got bad bad and it wasn't until one night four in the morning i was applying to jobs three four in the morning and uh i said you know what man i'm about to sign up for credit karma credit whatever credit because i was like i need to know where i'm at mm-hmm. to know where i'm where going and, and and what i need to fix and i remember signing up for those joints and uh, a couple of my credit cards offered you a credit score review. So I went and I looked at everything. And I remember when I first saw my credit score at that point, that point, I was like, this got to be wrong. And so then I signed up for like five more joints. I get 400 points for spelling my name correctly. Fam, fam. <laughs> like, and I was. This is wrong. <laughs> let me tell you where I was, nigga. <laughs> just over the 400 for spelling my uh. career. Like I, shit was bad, bro. It was bad for your boy. But literally, I'm where I'm at right now because i finally said nigga grow up you gotta grow up you gotta face whatever your fear is and if your fear is your own personal financial situation and put like, face it dog you gotta face it you gotta look at it and learn it because i made my motherfucking credit score go up by like 107 points and i didn't do nothing different mm-hmm. well i just moved some shit around yeah yeah, yeah. and i jumped 100 points within yeah. a month month and a half yeah. like just moving money around yep and like oh this is this is to, what they do to reallocate and know where you're reallocating those funds is such a blessing, dog. But it's something you'll never do if you don't do it. Yeah. And you got to do it. And so once you do that, then you sit down and you have that honest conversation with that person you're trying to spend the rest of your life with. You're trying to move into your home. Come on now. But I will say this. Uh, all of these um, conversations about you should pay this and yeah. you should pay that. If y'all having that conversation online, you failed already. And if it's mm. all about who is this and who is that and yeah. not we are let's yeah. drop this into this then you fe- you in my opinion like you fell in already and uh my last thing on that dog if you want the man to pay the mortgage pay the rent pay the bills pay the expenses buy the dinner take you on the dates do all of that that's fine if that man is cool with it but if that nigga tell you get in there and clean your room clean that shit you ain't got no goddamn choice nigga you his daughter so that's all i gotta say on it man Let's get into this episode of Power, dog. All right. Uh, All right. Side note, uh, this just came in. Well, um, apparently, uh, I gotta go back to Kobe. Uh, Kobe Bryant's wife uh, learned about the death of her husband and daughter at the same time the rest of the world did on TMZ. Yeah. Um, and apparently, um, their uh, basketball fans, um, and Will Smith apparently. Um, are asking Fox to cancel TMZ's television program. Yeah, and they put I, uh, out a position, I mean, a petition um, to see if they would get it canceled. Um, I started seeing uh, uh, rumblings of that Sunday night. Um, people were saying how unfair it is. My girl mentioned that how unfair it is that this stuff 
can be reported without confirmation and without speaking to the fam because the whole thing happened when the chief of police when they were officially doing yeah, a press right. conference was like yo we hadn't even confirmed how many bodies was in that motherfucker and y'all was already reporting on the death like that just ain't cool and from that standpoint i get it but if it ain't illegal and it makes them money and brings them views and streams and people go to their website or if it's i get that or if it's newsworthy yeah because like it's newsworthy isn't it yeah like does whoever run that tmz like do they have vanessa Bryan telephone number to like yeah. call her like how do you how do you make that how do you make sure that happens who yeah. do you who do you call right to to I'm not I'm about to, I ain't about to shoot them niggas no bill. So yeah. fuck that. Uh that I, just came across my, my feed. So I ain't got shit for TMZ. Um and you know, if that's how she found out, man, and, and it's fucked up. That's fucked up. I and it, I'm never gonna not tell you that that's not fucked up. Uh but TMZ is what they are, man. They literally are what they are, bro. Like they do something that up till now, they're invasive. And they've and made this billions of, of dollars on this platform being invasive. Until it's about them. Yeah. Until it's in fact Or until them. it's about somebody they love. That's what I mean. Yeah, yeah. Like yeah. cause like yeah. all y'all run a TMZ. Y'all follow them yeah. on Instagram. For y'all. the people you don't give a fuck about. Yeah. yeah. So I don't know. Yeah. It is what it it's, is. It they they are what they are. Not yeah. it is what it is, but they are yeah. they are exa- what they are. Nigga in the words of the fucking awesome homie Denny Green, man. They are who we thought they are. And we let them off. We let them off the hook. Uh, let's get into this episode of Power Man, Power. episode 14, fourteen, season six. Uh, hold on, what was the title of this joint? Reversal of Fortune. Side so, shout out to um, those who reached out and gave me access to these episodes. Yeah, I got access to these episodes, and then I downloaded them on my computer. Man. And I put them in my Dropbox, and I shared them with a few people. Yeah, I literally have no idea. How many people have listened to this on via my Dropbox? Yeah, yeah. But the link don't work no more in my Dropbox. Mm. So it got back to somebody. Mm. I haven't checked because I downloaded it too. Uh, so I don't know that. Damn, that's interesting. All that to say, uh, if I sent you the link and that link don't work, then my bad. But. You should have got it when it was out, nigga. I don't know. Like how the niggas, like how they shut down my personal drive. Yeah, <laughs> no, nah, we seen it. Uh, but no, man. So this was the the Tate episode, right? Now here's what I'll say. Um, cause I ain't right after I put the post up on Facebook for the weekly thread. That's when the Kobe shit happened. So I ain't really dive too deep into the thread before. I don't even remember the thread. Yeah, yeah. Um, I haven't checked it or none of that. Like I had a few comments to start. And then that's when my group started going off and that's when it got real. So I didn't really get too deep into it. But here's what I'll say about the episode in total uh, or in totality. I didn't hate this episode. I don't think this episode was as bad as Paz. I don't think this episode was even as bad as the Dre episode. And the Dre episode wasn't that bad. It's, not, it. it's probably. I would. It ranks under the Tommy episode as far as these final five. Um. Where I had an issue with this episode, just the timing of it. Like this feel mainly because, and this is something that Jay and I have discussed on this podcast ad nauseum so many times. We have said, bro, who is Tate? What is his purpose on this show? What is he adding to this show? 
You know what made this season better? Hmm. If they would have deleted Pi's episode. Because that, that really killed them. That killed the momentum. Because Dre was but like, we just Dre didn't, was okay. We just didn't like Dre. But we if were happy Dre died. If you gave me Dre, then Tate, then Tommy, then Tommy, and then the finale, yeah, you would had a you had a you had a run. Yeah, y'all didn't y'all. Why did y'all put them in this order? Yeah, um, the pause episode definitely threw the momentum off, and this episode again, it just kind of felt. Now I like this episode. It 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 just it felt like too little too late with regards to learning about Tate right yes we learned so much about his family and his brother is still a cop he was a former cop which we just learned earlier this year fam why did you not like I like his brother Lamar Tate is a fuck that Lamar Tate as an actor has always been solid in whatever he been in he was good as a as a character his son was funny his son was good yep they kind of OD'd a little bit on the sister-in-law though like she was like randomly, I ain't, I don't know. She talked to me. I'm much. like, is this some deleted episodes where they was where they was acting because yeah. y'all act like this? They should have explored this a long time. Fam, ago. and that's the thing, dog. Like, and even with this episode, we still don't. I think ultimately with Tate, he never became the scummy nigga that I wanted him to be. He was never like, fam. The worst thing you did was fuck your campaign manager wife. I thought you was involved in some heavy dope game. I wish we would have been able to find that out. Maybe he get a spinoff. Everybody get uh, a fucking spinoff. Apparently, because they claim it's about seven in the works. And that's including uh, Power Book 2, Ghost. Is Ghost so, dead? I mean, <laughs> we know. <laughs> but but no, I don't know. I mean, I don't we, know. Know, we, we clearly know he got shot and fell to the ground. You but know what would be he, fucked up, though? Is he dead, though? You know what would be fucked up? He if, gotta be though. If everybody gets a spinoff except Omari, <laughs> like if everybody get their own show and like he fired, we'll talk about that next. Yeah, episode. yeah, yeah. We get into it on the finale episode. But anyway, let's get into this episode, man. So, uh, this one started with Tate at the bar. He was at the bar, he getting drunk. Ghost just killed his whole campaign. Tate for governor is over, and uh, he getting Liddy at the strip club, and uh, he tried to get a little action with the waitress. She wasn't with it. She's like, "Get your drunk ass up out of here." She called his brother on him. And uh, he called a nigga. And we don't see who he on the phone with at first while he talking to him. But it's Cedric. Cedric and his son. Cedric is apparently murder for hire type nigga. Related somehow though. And that's his cousin or some shit. I couldn't really gather how they, their relationship. I think they said it was like his cousin. Or yeah. It, it was kind of a weird introduction. But no, he couldn't have been his cousin because his brother would have known him. Yeah. No, that wasn't the cousin. It was, it was just a weird introduction because... Again, so the same way we looked at Lorenz Tate when he first came on power. When you bring in an actor of a certain pedigree, I'm expecting a little bit more respect to the way that you handle the character that they play on your show. Why would you make Cedric Entertainer a hitman? One. (laughs) One. Reason number one that this is funny. Two, why would you make Cedric the Entertainer in the only time that he actually got lines in the three episodes his face has been on, he finally gets lines and he dies. Like, you brought in an actor of this caliber, a comedian of this caliber, you used him against type like a motherfucker, which, hey. No. Yeah. It's not, it don't work. You could have got insert anybody there. I just didn't get it. Um, And then the dude, what kind of doubled the weirdness of it, the dude who played his son is on a show that I 
have enjoyed. I ain't, I ain't caught up, but it's called God Friended Me. And it comes on like ABC and it's a really good show. And he's the main character. And it's like a show about religion and like being good and like life and morality. And it's like, yo, you made two of like the weirdest niggas on earth be killers. They may, like they're hitmen. Really? About, think about how wild we've we've traveled in the power land where yeah. niggas is slicing off pieces of niggas thighs on television and yeah. making jokes about like, dog, this is what is this? Yeah. What is this I'm watching? Yeah. Um, that was graphic. That was way more graphic than I expected. Than it needed to be. Yeah. Also true. Like, what are y'all? What are you trying? I guess you're trying to tell me, oh, these guys are serious business. Like, dog, this was this was weird. Yeah. That, that um, was weird. That and again, you're introducing a character in Cedric, or a character played by Cedric, in the weirdest, oddest way. Like the first time we see him speaking on screen, him and his son are chopping a nigga leg up. And I'm supposed to believe that Cedric, the entertainer who I've never seen on this show before, is this. And y'all know who Cedric, the entertainer is to everybody who knows Cedric. It was just a weird way to bring him in, dog. Like, but anyway, Tate called them and said, yo, I got a job for y'all. Uh, they said they was in D.C. And he said, yo, y'all need to get up to New York. I got somebody for y'all to kill. And they was like, I bet we'll be up there tomorrow. It was unbelievable, dog. <laughs> like, just the whole thing. Like, Tate, sure, you a former, apparently former dirty cop or was kind of dirty. I don't know. Uh, who's apparently now a shady politician. Yeah, maybe you know some hitmen. Maybe. That you would call some hitmen from another city. And then he, he called them country. From another city. But he called them country-ass niggas. So you called them. You ain't know they was in D.C. I'm assuming if they country-ass niggas, they not from D.C., and they told him we in D.C. Now he said, "Where y'all at?" Or maybe, maybe he just asked him because, like, I know where y'all from, but yeah. I do this hitman shit. I'm, I'm, I'm liable to be anywhere. I got it was just kind of weird because I thought about it. Like, all right, you called him country ass niggas. We know Cedric a country ass nigga. Uh, and they said he said, "Where y'all at?" They said we in D.C. It just seemed like mad, like too convenient. But I was just like, whatever, dog. This whole thing is weird. So. Uh, then the stripper, waitress, lady, bartender, whatever she was, she called that nigga brother. And that nigga brother came through, picked him up from the bar, took him to the crib. He was hungover, toe down. He woke up at his brother crib and his brother's downstairs with his son and his wife helping the son with some homework. Right. Geography or whatever they might social studies, whatever they might call that shit these days. And uh the son was talking about, I guess, state capitals was the the quiz or whatever. And so they he was quizzing his parents on state capitals and they was quizzing him. And it was just really weird, probably because they mentioned Detroit. I ain't like it. Uh, it was state capitals. like Michigan, <laughs> Detroit, baby, D-Town. I was like, nigga, y'all know that ain't the goddamn capital of fucking Michigan. But it used to I, be. Yeah, but way. it's been Lansing yeah. for a long time. Um. I don't know. Did it was at Grand Rapids? Fam. That was and then Tate come down with the stats. It's Lansing. It's the eighth largest city in Michigan. Uh in the eighth district of the congressional di- shut up. Take your drunk ass back upstairs. Here's what was weird about it though, because I'm with you. I didn't mind his brother and his brother's family. But similarly to Cedric, y'all waited until one episode before this entire series is no more. 
to introduce all of these people in this dynamic. Fam, I don't, on episode 14 of 15 total episodes, I don't need to be meeting his brother and his son and his wife. I just don't. Like, it just feel weird because now. Now, this is the 64th episode mm-hmm. out of 65 episodes. It is also, <laughs> again, all this shit with Tate just feels too little, too late. And also, the way that they've dragged these episodes out, now we're seeing... Who shot Mr. Burns' ass? Man, now we're seeing a few things, bro. We're seeing, one, the importance of ghosts. His character has never been more, like, needed and necessary in these motherfucking episodes because even in this Tate episode where it didn't feel like as bad and weird as the Dre and the Paz it was like dog I need more ghosts and we had a little bit of ghost in this one he talked a little bit but see this is my issue with with these last five episodes yeah I need to hear Courtney or somebody the writer speak about yeah these same five scenes that we keep seeing why is the dialogue different in every scene drastically different bro what they say are different, how they move, like Fam. the emotion is different. The way he came at Tate on this episode compared to the mid-season finale, the way he came, which was already bad. He was just a little saucy. A little saucy, a little too cocky. Yeah. This episode, he was homing that nigga. Little motherfucker, you little bitch-ass nigga. I whoop your motherfucking he ass, said, you weak-ass nigga. <laughs> Rashad, you just don't get it, do you? I just told you, I invited you to my fucking party. You you said you would come to the party, and then you wouldn't get the fuck out of my club. Get the fuck out of my club. Fuck. And it was like, I don't, I don't, I don't like how y'all making a justification to kill ghosts. And they're doing it, but they ain't even just doing it with ghosts. They did it with Tommy and Paz. They did it with uh, Reek and, Reek uh, and, and, and Dre. Dre. They did it with uh, Tasha and Nigga. Ta- it's getting weird, bro. It's this is odd. Ta- I've never seen a show do this. Tasha and well, I can't say that yet. <laughs> I know what you're talking about. I know what you're talking about. All these scenes are different. Yeah, they're giving. Fan- <laughs> All right, like like these are drastic different different Yo, scenes. Let's 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 put a timestamp right here, mental timestamp, because what you're not saying right now, it was so absurd how they flipped that scene. Like, he wasn't even. Like, we get into it, we because I'm about to spill it all, bro. Like, no, this not this not right. Yeah. They're they're changing the dynamic of what we already saw happen, and they're making it so now to what you just said, it feels justifiable. Um, it feels justifiable for people to want to kill ghosts. It feels justifiable for uh certain characters to have vengeance against other characters. Um. And it's like, fam, if you wanted it to be like that, why y'all just do it that in the first place? Fam, y'all, why did y'all, this, we didn't need extra five episodes. Not to give me the same thing different ways. Like, why Why did you, y'all finally get more episodes? We get extra five episodes and we literally wasted them. We've used all five episodes to revisit if, the exact same day. Now, what if during five episodes, we got a little bit of Tate backstory Yeah, and you got that over five hours yeah. or for content maybe cool but like but bro that's exactly what we said regarding pause we was like yo we didn't need an hour you could have broken her 
We didn't need pause. We didn't need pause, period. But After I'm saying Angie died, you never had to come back on the show. You could have broken that down in like within the context of the normal show, bro. Like we never needed you to go back and then restart her entire character. So So long story short, right? Tate don't need them niggas to kill Ghost no, no more. No, no, no. Um so he finds out that when he's sitting down at the breakfast table with his family, he sees the same news clip that we've seen four previous times. Uh, that ghost has been announced as Lorraine Warner's running mate for lieutenant governor. Now I can't kill him. Can't die. Not yet. Not under these circumstances. Because now it, this gets weird. It gets hot. He can't die. So he tries to call it off. He has this meeting with Cedric and his son. They meet up. He tells them, yo, great news. I don't need y'all to kill nobody. Like, y'all straight. Go ahead back. I did think he handled that wrong just from a business. Like, when they was like, so what about our money? Nigga, off from half. Off from something. You ain't well, off. Like, y'all came half. I'll give y'all half the money. Man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He offered nothing. That nigga you said. You got 100000 to blow because you blew 100000 You blew it with Dre, who was a lot less of a sure thing than the two hitters. You could have gave Dre 20 he would have did it. And facts. You was dealing with a broke nigga. Dre <laughs> like, wanted 10. Dre had <laughs> no money. That nigga, nigga fucking... Uh, Carl's Jr. sandwich. He done did this shit. I'm still laughing that Dre gave Ghost so much shit about giving him two hundred thousand, or however much. How much it goes off of that nigga? Wasn't it like two hundred? Yeah. And I'm like, and that nigga said, "What? That's it?" And I was like, "Nigga, you had zero dollars, bro." Like, but uh, so Cedric and them got pissed off. They said, "No, nah, nigga, because if something do happen to whoever, they ain't know who he was talking about." And we're gonna get into that in a minute because these was two of the least fucking effective hitters of all time. They was like, nigga, if whoever you want us, whoever the mark is, if he still dies, now you can implicate us. Which is valid. It's valid. And that's where I'm like, take give, offer them the money. Give them half the money. Offer them money. And that nigga was like, no, 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 that ain't what it is. I just don't need him dead no more. And they was like, no, nigga, how about this? Either he die or you die. All valid. If I were them, I probably would have killed Tate. But that's just me. Because now, not only can he implicate or, you. Or, if I'm Tate, I just shoot both you niggas right here. Also a, a thing, but he clearly didn't seem like he was ready for that. Because he told them niggas, all right, y'all go ahead and kill that nigga. Kill that nigga. So, as we suspected, it was Cedric and the son in the red Mark 8. Uh, or the black Mark 8 with the red interior following Ghost. And uh, they pulled up to Truth when Ghost was having his press conference announcing him as a lieutenant governor. Or a running for lieutenant governor and they followed him to the docks where he was with Tommy. Now here's my thing. Totally different scene again. Totally different scene, but less than that. If you're a hitman, imagine yourself as a hitman. You got a gun. You shoot. Imagine you're a hitman and somebody hires you to kill a oh, mark. This is a hitman and a hitman in training. Facts. By the way. So this is two hitmen. One who should be teaching, one who should be learning. Both killers. Imagine you having a mark that you have not studied and that you instantly pull up on, follow, and try to kill before you know who the fuck you're dealing with. Y'all have no idea who goes. Well, how many is. people with him? Imagine pulling up to the docks and thinking that a man is just out there by himself with no one. Why do you think he's at the docks? To fish? You thought he was fishing in a suit, getting out of Escalade? I ain't never went fishing in an Escalade with a suit on. This shit, wow. Fam. Then his son went in there and couldn't shoot. 
So y'all know how the scene works because y'all we've seen, seen it for this the fourth time ninety fucking. This times. is literally the the fifth time that we've seen this scene. But here's why this scene was a little bit different for me and why I could thoroughly talk more shit about it this episode than all the other ones, because we saw his son with the beam on the gun, and I saw the beam next to Ghost's head, not on Ghost's head, not on Ghost's body. It was on the wood fucking plats next to Ghost's head. And the son start letting off and missed and said, damn, nigga, you thought you was going to hit him in the beam wasn't on him? That's why they give you the beam. Amen. So we saw this scene. They shot at Tommy and Ghost. Tommy ran in there, killed Cedric. The son get pissed off. He run. He tried to shoot Tommy a couple more times. He missed. Didn't even hit the car, apparently. And then now he pissed at Tate. So now you got a hitman after you, Tate. You got a whole ass nigga after you. Yeah, that too. Um, cause I did tell y'all not to kill this nigga. I offered y'all that. I might have not offered y'all no you money. You ain't tell me he wasn't gonna be by himself, motherfucker. I don't know where he gonna be at. I also I did tell you not to kill him though. You told me if we don't kill him, you gonna kill me. So what the fuck you want me to do? Hey, I didn't tell the nigga he was with to be witty. So he ran up on Tate. Uh, Tate's like depressed this entire episode. Well, the majority of it. Um, not only is his campaign run over, but now the democratic committee is like basically telling that nigga, like you must concede, like you must publicly concede to Lorraine Walsh and James St. Patrick. It's a, it's a twist of the knife, right? Yeah. And he went to dinner and was like, listen, yeah, hear me out. First of all, you pulled up in a hoodie and a Carhartt. They wasn't going to hear you out. You look dusty. (laughs) Your head's fucked up. (laughs) Like. He looked like a real nigga fresh off work. Nigga looked like fresh. <laughs> Facts. Uh, he looked like fresh little Puerto Rican homeboy and shit. That got crazy, stupid, dope move. <laughs> so he pulled up to dinner. He tried to talk to uh, Walsh, the head of the DC or DMC. And then what's Ghost Shorty name? Yolanda? Rhonda? Ramona. Ramona. All right. <laughs> it was Yonda. Londa. <laughs> Ramona. <laughs> Uh, so he pulled up, he told him, yo, like, I don't want to concede, like, please consider having me still run and da, da, da. And they basically was like, nigga, you look broke. You look dusty. going to get the fuck on before we call the damn security, nigga. So now he getting depressed. He go back to his brother crib, which is weird because you went over there because you was hungover. Why are you going back there knowing that a hitman son is after you? Because the son called him, cussed him out. Yo, that dude you told us to hit, that was going to be by itself, wasn't by itself. My dad is dead. I mean, because how would you know where I'm at, though? But why would you go? True. And my brother, a police officer. He got the, he got the blicky. Yeah. But I'm your brother sa- got a son. Yeah, but I'm probably the safest where I'm going to be at. Potentially. Potent- but you're a former cop. And like, how would go you- Go to your crib and pull a blicky up. But how would you know that I'm here? And how did he find him? I And that's that's the one thing that was- Maybe follow him? Maybe. But how did you find me to follow me? Follow me from where? Eh. Maybe because y'all was out killing y'all was out. at <laughs> The only logical thing I could put together. Um, nope. They ain't do that. I was about to say, maybe they like put a tracker on the nigga or some shit, but they ain't do that. Courtney, give me another scene where you show me what they really did as opposed to what I saw them not do. Like, give me one of them. It don't make sense. So he went to the brother crib. Lorenz tape was taking up trash. He ran up on the nigga. Yo, I knew you was going to come outside. Eventually you bitch ass nigga. About to kill you, dog. I had to leave my dad's dead body there. Like, eh. All right, kill me. You didn't have to. 
And you're making the same mistake that Vincent did with Tommy. Talking too much. Killers move in silence. Y'all niggas move with dialogue. And so while he talking shit, here come Lorenz or Rashad Tate, brother, Kamal. Kamal, who's the current cop. I love that his actual brother playing his brother and them niggas yeah. look alike. It shit fits perfect. Them niggas talk alike. Like they actually, I mean, they also, so some I did find funny. They, they sound so Chicago that having them like in New York and supposed to be like Queens born and bred. This is really funny because I'm like, fam, these niggas sound like they couldn't be from deeper in Chicago. But I really do, to your point, I appreciate the dynamic between him and his brother because it's his brother in real life. And I feel like this is the most natural that Tate's character has felt mm-hmm. since he's been on the show. Tate was, he, Tate's the best actor on this series. Now, rest like, in peace to uh, Jerry Ferreira, a.k.a. Um, the God, uh, Turtle. Turtle. Yeah, y'all you know I mean? Know. Like, in, in yeah, like, yeah, in, in real, real life, life, though. Lorenz Tate is the best actor mm-hmm. that was ever on Power. On power. Yeah. And this was a, this was episode was him actually getting a chance to act. Yeah. And not only that, because they were trying to provide some depth and some detail to his character and to who he was and all that, but he's always felt forced because we never knew what they were trying to do with his character. Right. This episode, they showed us everything that they wanted to do within this, like within the confines of this situation. He wanted to kill Ghost. He didn't want to kill Ghost. Then he wanted to kill him again. Ghost, but we saw him going through the motions. You know what I would love to do? Mm. Exactly have a conversation with some of the writers. Yeah. Or the writers. Because like we make jokes and shit like, oh, man, yeah. this writing trash, boom, boom, boom. But like I wonder what kind of constraints they have. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because I, I refuse to believe that like this is the way that y'all wanted to tell the story. Yeah. So, like, what if it's like, well, no, we only had... Now, interestingly enough, with this particular episode, uh, it was directed by Mario Van Peebles, the OG. Maybe that's why I liked it so much. Maybe his direction helped the episode, but I'm also wondering, like, with the writing, because I still, I've I've rewatched this episode a few times, enough to say I enjoyed the episode, I didn't need the episode this late in the game. It's an episode that I feel like I could have gotten earlier, but the script left a lot to be desired for me. What you mean? Like it was, it was certain shit in this episode that just felt maybe because I know what y'all, the story y'all are trying to tell me because of this final five and how they've handled it. I know what you're trying to tell me. It'll all you have to do is see the character they show at the beginning to know who the episode's going to be about. And then it's like from there, you pretty much know everything that's about to go down. Like we knew off the preview that this would be the episode where we learned who Cedric was. So I don't know by the time it just feels like by the time this episode went off, I didn't learn nothing, even the way it ended. And we'll, we'll get to some of the other shit that happened in the middle soon. But even the way it ended when they said, Oh, we're, we're getting our first look at uh James St. Patrick's killer. And then Tate looks at the news and says, Holy shit. And then the episode goes on. Like, fam, y'all are still dragging this, bro? Like, nigga, this is the fifth episode that y'all have dragged this. Um, I just was like, I don't know, man. It, it just felt... The reason I, I like the episode, yeah. so to speak, is because... So, like, after Take Brother Save Him and shit, uh-huh. he kind of like, nigga, you mean to tell me he was just robbing you? He what knew was, he was shady. What was he saying to you? 
You're like, nigga, it ain't been no killing. So ain't nobody robbing, mugging niggas over here. Like, I know he said, oh, he was just a crackhead nigga, huh? Crackhead? We ain't had no crackheads over here. Do like, in a while. Do crackheads still exist? Like, yes. I, I know it's drug addicts. Exist. I don't know that yeah. they're doing, quote unquote, crack. <laughs> like, I don't, yeah. You know what, though? I call, like, all drug addicts crackheads, though. Yeah. And that's just kind of where I'm at in life. But, like. you smoke too much weed, you a crackhead. My opinion. But, long story short, uh. You know, they he was in a going to the police station with him yeah, because yeah. they heard it was a, a shooting at Truth. Yeah, and so they go over with him, and he like basically, man, I'm envious of you. I know some bullshit going on in the game, but you always lucky. You yeah. always find a way. This you gonna find your way out of it. Yeah, I like that conversation because it was like some bent up, pent up animosity between older and younger brother. Yeah, you always been favorite for this, or you always this, and they're always that. I enjoyed that. Um, Tate, he a lucky motherfucker. Yeah, he got there and found out that Ghost was in fact the one shot. Ghost got killed, and it wasn't Dre who you tried to hire. You got rid of Cedric and his son. Oh yeah, he told his brother yeah. on that ride that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was like, I think it may be Andre Coleman, and then Andre ended up getting locked back up that night. And killed in prison. Whether it was Andre or not. Well, on that car ride, he was like, I think Andre shot Ghost. Yeah. But I don't know which one shot another because Ghost, he a tricky motherfucker. Yeah. So when he pulled up, he's like, well, listen, whatever it is, I know it's going to be the one that works out best for you. Yeah. Because that and just that's happened. exactly what it was, nigga. Now, Tate, he got that Kwame mouthpiece on him. Facts. Pause. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because uh, he got out there, didn't know what happened. The news reporters was out there. They hit him with a question. That nigga said, hey, my officer reply tomorrow after we learn more. She was like, but we live. And nigga said, I bet. Like, so how did you feel about finding out there was James who got kicked? He didn't want to act like I didn't know. But he just went back into mode like, yo, James, unfortunately, couldn't rise above his circumstance. But I want to. And he pulled the God roll. Well, he hit him with the, the quote that Pastor Mastodon had said earlier. Uh, he made an appearance for the first time since Raina funeral. Uh, and he hit him with the exact same verse that Macedon told him earlier that day. So he was like, all right, well, let me throw that out there. It was the book of Isaiah, whatever he quoted. And it was just like, all right, you, you killing, you freestyling. And like your brother said, it's working. He looking over at the side of him like, man, yeah. man full of shit. you lucky, bro. You lucky. And I mean, agreed. Tate's a lucky motherfucker. He didn't got he didn't squirmed his way out of a few situations. But the way they were interacting, did you ever get the feeling that like and maybe this is another reason that I had an issue with this episode coming at the time that it did. Cause did you I started to get the feeling that his brother might like start looking into some of this shit. One hundred percent. And I'm like, now we're never gonna see Lamar Tate ever again. Unless there's a spinoff. Oh. Unless there's a Tate spinoff, yeah, or unless Tate is in book two, man. Somebody, because you know it's still not like details out about book two. They've kind of said a little bit about who Mary J. Blige's character is and who Method Man's character will like be. She a businesswoman, yeah. A she's a savvy businesswoman who's more cutthroat than Ghost, and Method Man's a shady attorney. And they ain't really told it, but like, what is the show about? We don't know. So they said that some characters from Power will be on here we know Tariq will be on there we know that white dude will be on there uh they've made 
it's rumors that that girl will be on there that Tariq start kicking it with who uh, turned him in. Yeah. It's rumors she'll be involved and we'll find out who she was working for. But I just feel like with all of that, like, why don't you just do that on the show? Y'all would have made the show that led to these spinoffs could have been a lot better if y'all wouldn't have been so focused on the spinoff. What are we going to do after power? No, nigga, what are you going to do with power? Or how about. Well, I guess 50 kind of alluded to the fact that it was going to be over, but then they changed their mind. Mm -hmm. Like y'all should have just kept it going. If it's about power. Yeah. Right. And it's not about ghosts. It's about the. Yeah. the grabs or trying to grip power. Yeah. Just keep it going. You don't need to rename it. You don't need to re uh package it. You can give it to me the exact same way that it is. If Ghost had to die, you had to die. Yeah. Every once in a while you get a call from I almost gave some away. And uh, you, you know what though? I, I used to say this back probably around seasons three and four of power. It was a certain point in power and it was season four that he finally got arrested. But it's a certain point in power that I hit where I said, this has become unrealistic in the sense that nobody as high as Ghost character has ever not been shot and not been arrested. Because he had never experienced both until he went to prison for Greg's murder. Which had nothing to do with drugs. Nothing. Nothing. You went to jail for the murder of a fed you ain't even killed. Uh, But it was at that point, that's when I started saying, like, dog, this ain't how the dope game works. All them niggas go to jail. Even the cleanest. Maybe they get out that night. But I'm like, Ghost ain't never even seen the county? And he like the head of a, a major like division of a cartel? Really? Like the New York head? And then I'm like, he's never been shot at him. He had no enemies? Like nobody can get to this nigga? So Power's realism kind of lost itself then. But I also braced myself back then that, yo, Ghost has to be dying or going to prison soon. And... It didn't happen quite that way, but all that to say, they don't need to repackage this. They could have kept giving us the same sauce, and it would have worked. Niggas still would have bought into it, giving it to us in a different way, because, you know, they still have the rumor out that Power Book 2 will start two days after Power goes off, which means Tuesday night. Well, I, I don't know if they mean literal day or, like, in power or to, time. In power right? time. I thought about that. In power time, it starts, It said because Freddie said it starts the day after Power ends. Yeah. So, like... You mean like, I can't say. Yeah, 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 yeah. I get you. Yeah. But um. But I can see it starting that way. Yeah. I And you know what? It would if, have to. If they want to pick it up at the point that power ends, I could dig that. I could dig that. That actually might make me a little more invested into the show if you continue from where I left off. If you continue from a familiar place. If you started right out the way or out the gate giving me an actress whose acting is kind of spotty at times in Mary J. Love you, you a legend, but your acting still can be a bit much. And if you act the way that I think Courtney and them finna have you acting, that might be a lot for you to hold the show. You know what I'm saying? And then with Method Man, I think Meth could kill the role, potentially, but it's also, I don't know what the show is about. Y'all yeah. ain't helping me understand. Y'all got this air of mysteriousness. I never, I never, I never saw Meth play a lawyer type role a We've, role where he had to use correct english and grammar so meth has one of the most unique voices in hip-hop history meth has one of the coolest voice like just his way of talking his mannerisms like meth's just a cool dude to play an attorney a believable attorney 
this is going to require him to get in the bag that we've never seen him in. Maybe he kills it. But to your point, I've only seen Method Man play Method Man type characters. Yeah. Good so, characters. Yeah, great characters in the role that they're in, but they're all very similar to how Meth just normally is. Yeah. So we'll see. But um, with this episode, back to episode 14, they they did a couple of things that I thought was kind of cool in the in the non-traditional power sense. They closed off a few chapters. Uh, for instance, we got the campaign manager's wife came back. She's now been up in Albany, New York. She has a congressional seat thanks to her signing the NDA with Ramona. They sent her in to get uh, Tate to, to concede. concede. Yeah, yeah. yeah, they brought her back. They thought it was going to work. It didn't. Um, Tate was so pissed when he realized why she was there that he snapped on her, get my fucking key back, all that shit. But then later, after James got killed, Tate was ecstatic, right? Now he want to fuck. That nigga... Well, because uh, they came to his crib the next morning, like, I guess she, uh, old girl had called him, like, look, we gonna, we gonna use you as the running yeah, mate. Yeah. And he made him beg for that shit. Yeah, he like, said, what do you want me to do? I need you to ask me specifically. Yeah, say it again. Say it again. Yeah. And when they said it, like, oh, basically, and say please. Yeah. And that nigga was like, uh, yeah, yeah no, nah. yeah, I'll run, but not on your ticket. Yeah, cause now I don't longer need you. Hold your dumb ass. The nigga that you needed for the black vote, which they made very clear she didn't have. He did. Now, uh, like if we, if we being funky, yeah. Uh, shout out to Rob Silver. Uh, cause he mentioned, cause he from a New York native. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Ain't no fucking New York governor ever need no fucking black vote. Facts. <laughs> Come on, Facts. man. It's New York City. Facts. Like, like, let's be real. Yeah. Like, he ain't never need no black vote. But hey, that's the that's the Giuliani did not have the black vote. <laughs> nigga. I'm, I'm gonna just throw that little tidbit uh, out there. But whatever. Yeah. Um, hold her. Told her ass to. Uh, she's like. <laughs> She thought the white shit was gonna work for her. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like we didn't come over here for you to do this, did it? Yeah, we didn't land on Queens. <laughs> Queens landed on us. He told her to call a cab. I'm like, it's 2020. You should have said Uber. Yeah, yeah. The DNC nigga kind of handled that a little. So they kind of powered that scene, right? Like in no real version of that scene would he have been like, I mean, you can go wait in the car or you can call a cab, fam. Literally one minute ago, you had her running as your governor. And with all the Democratic uh, Party support. So I guarantee you that probably wouldn't have been how that really happened. However, uh, he he sided with Tate. He told him, yo, you're right. You kind of got momentum now. Flash flash forward to Tate in front of the church. Yep. Probably Mastodon Church. Yeah, it was. And he giving another speech. Out here killing it, though. Got a whole audience full of Queens people. Because, oh, so what happened earlier in the episode, when he first started realizing I may still have a chance to run somewhere in this, when he went to the diner. I can remember if which which uh, which episode that was. Yeah, in. yeah, that was in this one. So he went to the diner, went to go grab a cup of coffee, and when he walked in there, people instantly realized him and was like, yo, is that is that Tate? Is that Councilman Tate? I was like, why? It was a bit aggressive But then I, how then they I, did it. Then I remember, oh, shit. He just stopped a robbery. He and saved shot the day. Him. Yeah, that makes sense. You know what that I'm makes sense because now you're a hero. Yeah, yeah. And and they're making your your heroic move incite the people, uh, and excite the people. So yeah, that makes. I had not considered that. That actually makes a lot of sense. Side why note, they were reacting? That was like that. the same plot as This Is Us last week. Fucking Randall 
the councilman. Uh, hey, watch it. By the way, beat hey. a nigga up. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so when he went into the diner and everybody started showing him love, that's when it first started hitting him that, yo, I might not be out of this because I still got the people. And that's why he had that meeting with them trying yeah. to convince him. And yeah. like, no, nah, nigga, fuck out of here. Uh, Man, uh, I've rarely said this since Tate was introduced season four. That was actually a good job, Tate. Like, the shit that Ghost did to benefit him, you used it to benefit you, nigga. Yeah. Salute. Yeah, that was actually pretty smart. Tate's a good politician. Yeah, I'll, I'll give him that. He's smarmy and all that shit, just like a politician. So, you know, he I'm going to accept the Democratic National um, nomination yeah, all nine yards. Yep. He coming out the church, and they run up on him asking him questions. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now, this part, sneaky. Sneaky as fuck. So the, the However, uh-huh. unrealistic. Unrealistic as shit. Like, literally, it was one of the most, it was the most political but unprofessional. Forget all that. You had a sex scandal. Yeah, a whole one. You can't. A whole one. Bring up somebody saying they got a sex scandal you got one so the reporter after he announced himself as the democratic nominee reporter ran up on him when he walked out and well first before the reporter ran up his brother told him hey just wanted to tell you uh andre coleman's dead so you lucked up again nigga because now this nigga you randomly mentioned yesterday got killed in jail wtf nigga. so uh the reporter runs up and she says hey tate now that James St. Patrick is dead, do you feel like it was a bad idea having initially attached him to your campaign as your lieutenant governor? And he was like, well, actually, I had nothing to do with that. You might want to ask Ramona. She introduced him to me and my campaign, and she was having an extramarital affair with me. Yeah, so you got to blame her. Her her decision making is really bad yeah. anyway because she was already having an extramarital yeah. affair with him, nigga. Threw her under the bus, and he wasn't even, James ain't even fuck. James ain't got no pussy. Ramona ain't got no dick. I've been trying to get Ramona the dick. I kind of felt bad like we, for Ramona. We've literally, like, tried to get her the dick for two seasons, and we couldn't get her the dick. If there's a useless character on this show. Well, now, after the Tate episode, it's officially Ramona. Yeah. Like, because we use Tate. She was still more useful than Paz. Paz is the most useless. Ramona, you next. Eh. Can anybody beat Yaz the God, though? Because Yaz is the God of uselessness, bro. Yaz been on here with no word. Yaz had one word three seasons ago. Keychain. And that was it. Dolphin. <laughs> no, it was like. <laughs> <coughs> Yaz sounded like Booty Talk 6, nigga. <laughs> I said, who gagging in there? No, that ain't Vanessa. Oh. Uh, <laughs> but. So Tate did that. Then he go back, called up campaign wife chick, and we got one more sex scene in us. Man, God I'm damn so it! Glad about this. Goddamn that's what scene. these five episodes been missing. Fucking, and that's what season six been missing. I thought I was gonna see a Ramona nip. I really did though. I'm actually mad that they use because I'm like, for all your uselessness, you could have went up a notch if you would have showed your titties. But we saw old girl back, and I don't mind seeing old girl, nigga. I do mind walking into my mama house though, and they was watching the episode, and it was on that scene. Yeah, I was like, let me run back out to the car. 
Uh, I ain't enjoy that. But old girl is cold. Super. I'm gonna just give her that. Super cold. <laughs> she's she's a really pretty mother. Like, and I like her body. Like she has no titties. But, but it she still thick. look good. Yeah, like it was uh, yeah. You know who she kind of looked like? A, a colder version of Freddie from um Ooh, that curly hair. Woo! <laughs> she looked like uh and I only noticed cause she was literally on my timeline right before I walked up here. The girl Jordan Woods that was friends with the Kylie Jen. Yeah. She kind of looked like her in the face and body. Um anyway, oh girl is cold. So her and Tate got to fucking when they finished, somebody knocked on the hotel door. Now they're in this gigantic hotel suite. That looks like a fucking, this ain't a hotel. Like, I don't know where y'all got this room at, but this motherfucker is not like a regular hotel. I thought that was somebody's crib. I thought it was I'm Tate like, crib. Tate, you're doing it I big. I thought Tate was living nice in Queens. Councilmen's nigga. do real. I was finna uh, join the day. I was going to write myself in on the ticket. Like, yo, let me be councilman of the D. So somebody knocked on the door. And honestly, and tell me if you thought this, I thought Tate was finna get killed. I thought something was finna happen to Tate. Like, I thought he was gonna open that door and it was gonna be somebody from somewhere. Nigga, I don't know who exactly, cause everybody who might have had enough beef to kill Tate is currently dead. Right. But I just felt like something bad was finna happen to Tate when he opened the door. Maybe it was gonna be old girl ex husband, the white dude, Tate, former campaign manager. Either way, somebody knocked on the door and I said, Oh, Tate, you in trouble now, nigga. And he opened the door and it was Ramona. She coming here. She pissed off. Why would you tell them what I did and blah, blah, blah. Me and go. He was like, well, didn't you fuck him? No, no. So at this point, I'm thinking like, okay, Ramona is about to drop a bombshell on somebody. And she about to get her come up and somebody's about to do something major. Because nah. I was waiting on Tate to die. Then when he didn't die, I was waiting on Ramona to say something major. And she didn't say nothing major. And then the, little, <laughs> the campaign manager chick came down there all on Tate dig. She like, yeah, aren't we cute? Like we. And Tate said, oh, I hope you didn't confuse that. We just fought. he was like, I just need to blow off some steam. Thank you for paying for this room, though. And that's when I said, Tate, you might be all right with me. <laughs> because she was like when she was talking to Ramona. Ramona looked up and she was she walked down yeah. so bossy. Ramona was like, "Oh, I should have known that y'all would be back together." And she was like, "Yeah," and I was like, "Um, nah, I don't think Tay really fucking with you, Shorty." And he, in fact, was not really fucking with her. He when he said thanks for paying for the room, I said, "Tay, you a real nigga. You a real nigga, and I respect it." Like I'm not even taking to my crib, <laughs> and, and then, I'm and I'm single. <laughs> And then he sits down. <laughs> you stupid. <laughs> Ain't like I have my wife there or no shit like that. Like, no, you can't come to the crib. And then he sat down and uh, that's when he cut the news on and saw, hey, James St. Patrick, we've arrested someone in the James St. Patrick murder. Up, oh, wait, I'm, I'm getting feedback now. We have our first live view of the suspect. And then they showed him and he said, holy shit. And I'm like, Really, y'all still can't show. I mean, it's a finale episode, man. But here's here's my thing, dog, and here's what I wished. And we kind of before the five aired, we kind of hinted at. I wanted them to run through everybody's story in like three episodes, and then pick back up in real time for the final two. Yes. Let me know the aftermath of all this, especially if y'all are allegedly giving me all these spinoffs. 
Because if you've given me all these spinoffs, I need to know right now where these people ended up. All we know about an aftermath is that Tommy went to California. Apparently. And it's a new season series called Tommy. Tommy, season one. Or does Tommy, is that just his name, and he's in season one of Power Book 2 spinoff? Thought about that, too. Because everybody was like, he got his own spinoff. I was like, who told y'all that? Thought and about I was that, like, too. Oh. But then Courtney's statement earlier this week, or uh, later last week, rather, she said there are several spinoffs, not just book two. Why y'all think this good enough? Why y'all think that this is what it was? Because power around seasons one, two, and three, if you'd have spun it any way possible, I was in. Four, five, and six, y'all ain't gave me enough. My homie uh, Jazz, shout out to Jazzy. She said someone on the thread that I did catch. I ain't catch much from the thread that we post. But she said, I just want it to end. And that's kind of where I'm low about the spinoffs, like, I don't want to get back reinvested. Right. In this. I don't want to be emo- in multiple because you because you killed something I loved. And because like we got a review show, but I don't plan to be devoting. Yo, to everybody who's asked, because uh, some people have asked in the group. Some people have texted me. Unless that's are you all Patreon shit. People have said <laughs> <laughs> you make- uh, y'all better get them credit card numbers ready. Uh, it's going to be some subscriptions out this month. Like yeah, some extra episodes you may not Hey, y'all don't want to miss out on the culture, <laughs> nigga. Because when me and Jay get leaks, we're going to be telling niggas early what's going down. We're going to be providing them. We might be telling y'all where you can see them, too. But uh, so somebody asked, are y'all going to be reviewing Power Book 2? And I said, and I'm going to stand by it. They have, with me personally. They have two episodes to pull me in. I'm going to give them the... Because most shows, pilots ain't good. And then I'm going to give you till episode two. At that point, I don't care if we don't start reviewing it till after episode two. I just need to see if the first two are deemed worthy enough for us to come up here and spend an hour on it every week. Yeah. Because if not, maybe I'll tell you... Because here's the thing. I'm a nigga that'll just about watch anything, especially if it's a black cast. It's just a fact. Or if it's about drugs, because it ain't got to be about drugs to be and be black at the same time. Because what's so funny is like we initially started watching this show because it was really good. Yeah. And it was like we, we can have conversations. Mm-hmm. Now it seems like most of our conversation is about, about how bad it is arguing with the with the with the plot and everything like that and trying to figure out what's going to happen. And that's not like fun to me. Yeah. So and it's just it's very much so. <sighs> It's kind of like if you have an elderly family member or like an old dog and like you remember all the good times you used to have and like how spry they used to be and like spunky and fun and they was the shit and their personality was great. And now they getting old and sick and their mind ain't working right and they moving slow and they kind of walk a little funny and they talk a little funny and like they just not who they were. But in a dog situation, you don't want to put them down. Just kind of want them to, you don't mind seeing them hang on to life, even if they struggling, trying to clean. That's what power is. Power is a 16 year old dog. nigga. Like y'all niggas is literally dragging your leg toward the finish line of this race that y'all ain't really been like actively doing in years. And I tell you what, there's only three possible killers left. Yeah. And I can tell you what. I don't like them. Yep. So we talked about that on the episode. We've been doing our countdown. 
and or not our kind of our scratching off of the list. So now that we know Tate's not the killer. So you mean to tell me, is he which the, we really knew on the Dre episode, but they didn't. They were still showing him in the list of potential killers. Yeah. Which so, we never seen a nigga walking down the street with a gun. Never, never. never. Uh, and we never seen. And any, now we know why he was walking toward truth. And we never see any of these niggas in the interrogation room like that trailer that we watched. Yeah, yeah. And it was never. They literally just fed us some bullshit. Uh, so we got Sax, Tariq, or Tasha. Tasha. And I hate all three of those. And again, going back to all you niggas, let me talk to you niggas. I'm going to say something to you niggas that hit me up. So when me and Jay talked about the Tommy episode, Jay said, and we said, we talked about it on the episode loud and clear with Jenny. Jay said, yo, did he say let her go or let it go? And we had a discussion and I was like, yo, the closed caption said it, but we know closed caption ain't always right. But I was like, I heard it. I get where it might have seemed like her, but I'm like, you that, know. That first one said her, the other one said it. it, it and, and, and it just... It was never really like conclusive, but it was like, I heard it. Jay heard her. We kind of agreed to disagree or maybe we agreed to agree, but we couldn't really tell because Ghost had a bunch of fake blood in his mouth and it just, it was kind of difficult to make out. Then a whole bunch of niggas in the thread was hitting us on the gram or on Facebook. Yo, he said, let her go. It's Tasha. He said, let her go. It's Tasha. And I'm like, fam, he ain't say let her go. And then a video leaked. Of uh, who it was. Well, two videos leaked. A yeah. video leaked of, of, of Tariq doing it, and then mm -hmm. a video leak of Tasha doing it. Mm -hmm. One of them, 50 put up himself, like, oh, we shot a bunch of these, whatever, whatever. So, if they made a leak of Tasha doing it, that's why I people heard her, because yeah. on one of them little clips, it probably said her, and the other one said let it, because it could have been either Tariq or fucking uh, Sax. Yeah. But let's be real. Tommy and it, ain't letting sacks go. And that that goes back to the point that we were making on the episode. It was really only ever once we saw Tommy not kill whoever that was, we knew it was only one of two people. It was either Tasha or Tariq. Tasha, he had just not killed earlier when he had the chance to kill her for killing Keisha. So clearly he'll hesitate to shoot her. Yes. Tariq is his mother fucking godson who he loved to death and who he has tried to talk out of killing his dad a few times told him yo i killed my dad you gotta live with that reek still wouldn't listen he's another nigga that tommy would hesitate to kill but sax letting that ratchet off hold up y'all was still telling me after that episode that it might be ramona you think tommy wouldn't kill ramona you don't even know her he ain't never heard of them. Nick, they ain't been friends the whole time Ramona been a thing. He don't know her. Are y'all serious? But no, people, oh my God, so many people hit me up talking about it was Ramona. Why? Nigga, you Ramona. No, why would Ramona kill him though? Fam, I literally broke down the logic in the group. I said, yo. And if y'all haven't joined the group, go join This Week in Culture on Facebook and on Instagram, but mainly on Facebook because that's where we really be interacting. But I said, yo, Ramona came from a political scandal with another politician who was deeper in the politics and more publicly known than Ghost in the political world. She came down to the city, hired specifically by the DMC to run Rashad Tate's campaign. Why on earth would y'all think that she was all of a sudden a master killer after Ghost? 
324 members in this group. Yeah, it's a lot of people. We got some folks in there, man, and we growing, man. We getting new members every week. Shout out to all the new folks. Shout out to all the OGs. Uh, we in there, but I just didn't. Uh, I didn't understand why y'all kept telling me it was Ramona when Ramona literally makes no sense. Y'all over. Y'all letting power outsmart you, which if you're like even just a little bit smart, should make you feel dumb. Should. Cause power don't let Courtney outsmart you. She not smarter than you. Not past season three. Is Courtney writing this though? I don't, so like fifty and Courtney, they get all the credit, but y'all not writing this, right? A few of these episodes, Courtney has said she wrote the entire episode. Like it was one episode, she said she locked herself in a room and wrote the whole. Oh, that was the the mid season finale when Ghost first got shot. She said she locked herself in a room and wrote that whole episode. That was all her. So this her fault. Yeah, but it's your fault. That, that mid-season finale, you made Ghost seem like an asshole to every single person. Overly aggressive. Yeah. Out of his character. We ain't never seen him act salty and sassy like that with everybody. Yeah. Like, y'all made him do that so y'all can justify killing him. And it's funny. Whack. I'll be glad when the, uh, when the finale comes on. Because from what we know, Ghost went into a whole nother bag on that finale. Like, we've seen him being different in the little scenes that he's gotten. But on that episode, we get the most ghosts that we've gotten on these final five. Yeah. We ain't seen our nigga in this much of an episode in a while. He was talking greasy, dog. Um, so I'm be glad when we get to that. Now, it's no episode next week. Super Bowl will be on. They'll probably do a marathon. Give you the whole season six, 14 straight episodes of bullshit. When should we drop the episode? Because we're recording it. Before then, yeah, yeah, yeah. we literally we not waiting two weeks. Yeah. I'll take a week off. Yeah, no, I'm gonna I'm gonna get some rest on a Monday. Uh, we could we could drop that bitch. I mean, we could drop it right when the episode drop, like the actual when the show when the finale comes on. Oh, at nine at o'clock, eight yeah. nine o'clock. We could drop that bitch soon as it go off. Oh, that might be hot. Yeah, that might be hot. Oh, be, be ready. Yeah. And we got so much time, like, we really could freak it. We got to think of a way to freak it. Do you want to do that one on the green screen? We can. We can. Or, no, oh, no, no. no we no, going to no, do, no. The, we we gonna gonna do some pre-shit yeah. on the green screen. Oh, damn. We supposed to do the pre-shit, but we've seen it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we about to get up there and lie. <laughs> so, no, this is what we'll do. <laughs> we finna get up there acting. I'm about to get in my tape bag. What if uh So listen, we like, damn no did, did was it Ramona? We'll we record episode fifteen. Yeah, yeah. And just just discuss episode fifteen. And then we'll do a recap of the entire series. And we do that for YouTube. Facts. We'll do that for the YouTube. I like folks. that. Cause yeah, man, cause we still there's still so much that we need to talk about. Regarding, because I'm gonna have fun just reminiscing on power, and and that's what I mean. Because it's so much, bro. I we talk all the time about how we'll just randomly rewatch a season or an episode. Oh, so this will give us time to find our favorite scenes of power. Let's right? do, and we can do that shit on the great play. Nigga, it. We can do favorite scenes. We can do favorite characters. Yeah, we can do uh, favorite deaths, favorite moments, nigga. Favorite it's, deaths would be lit because it's a lot of bodies on this. I one, tell you nigga. what. Ghost light up that motherfucking Mustang boy. Ooh, shit. That Serbian nigga ain't deserve that. <laughs> he ain't deserve that. Boy, he killed that nigga. Oh, man. Yeah, dog. We we got a lot to do, and we could drop that Super Bowl Sunday. Um, 
or that Monday, whenever. It don't matter. We got time now because ain't no episode coming off. Matter of fact, we come up here whenever we feel like it. Facts. And get all that shit out of the way. So, yeah, we, we, we got something for y'all. Look out for our new episode next week, even though ain't nothing airing. Uh, you know your boys will never lead you astray. Um, And then we'll have that finale episode ready for y'all, ready oh, yeah, to that go. that makes sense. Yeah, we so dropped we that right when the episode reminisce. go off. Yep. So we can reminisce yeah. on Power That Missing Week and then drop the yep. finale. And then drop that finale joint soon as the episode airs. Um, to let y'all know, the episode is an hour, 20 minutes long. So at the one hour mark, do not leave your TV. Uh, there is a lot that happens in that final 20 minutes. Very much so. Uh, yeah. It, don't You think what we saw is the final? Now I was going. I'm glad you said that because I meant to ask you that earlier when you said that uh, the the file got taken down. I was like, hmm, because Fifty did say, and Courtney has said several times, we filmed. Nigga, it's only a, two, left. a billion. And granted, it can only be two killers, but and how it's filmed. So let's say it's reverse, right? Yeah, yeah. There's a scene that makes it that. Mm-hmm. So. Now, here's one of my theories. I've said a few times that I think power is leaking the power leaks. Primary, I don't think that they did the leaks like in seasons past that have come out. I think with this final five, they're doing leaks mainly because after that pause episode, niggas got kind of overpowered. It was like, nah, we're not rocking with this shit no more. That was the worst thing ever. So I feel like they was like, all right, let's generate some attention. Leak some shit. That's crazy. This shit actually works in my Dropbox, but the link to it, they probably they deactivated that shit. Mm. I wonder how many people listen. But did you download shit. it? Yeah. And that's probably why it works, because we downloaded it. Because you remember when I told you. Well, I downloaded it on my computer, and then I uploaded it to my Dropbox. Oh, so the link to the original Dropbox yeah, didn't so, work. So, like, whatever. download what, from yo. Yeah, so I get you. the link that I sent y'all, that's yeah. my direct Dropbox. Yeah, yeah. Like, so that shit probably got back to power. They was like, was this the link? Deactivate yeah. this shit. Nah, I've been sending that shit to mad people. I sent that bitch to a lot of people. So let me see if this bitch play. Um, nope, that maybe, shit gone, huh? Maybe it just played because it's mine. I downloaded it. So... <laughs> so. Right here, <laughs> as fuck. <laughs> oh, man. Gotta love illegally downloading shit. Anyway. Out of those last two episodes, which episode did you like the best? I thoroughly liked the finale. Did you? And I'm gonna tell you why. It is strictly because of that last 20 minutes. I could not have been a happier camper, nigga. You know why. Uh, I get you. You know why. I was ecstatic, my nigga. Um... Which even fucks shit up for me because when yeah. Paz was in there, when did when did when did that conversation happen with Paz? Fam, I hate the fact that y'all y'all they're ru- literally changing shit. Y'all ruining the episode because y'all gave me five different versions of conversations that happened already. Yeah, six different versions, really, because the one in the episode ten, and then you gave me five different versions in these. Yeah, and um, I just don't understand in general why they would do that. I don't think that I've ever seen a show do that. <laughs> you can't change words that have already happened. Yeah. I That you didn't can, make sense to me. Though. You can reshoot scenes with the same verbiage. Yeah. But you can't make do a scene over four and five times with different verbiage and different actions. Yeah. 
I uh, that's amateurish, and it's just again, it also makes me think that you too questioned the level of writing that you had been doing. Oh, you because we, what else? What other reason would exist for you to go back and retroactively change a script? You thought we weren't gonna remember, man? <laughs> like, fam, I remember Go saying, "Rashad, I'm not fucking with you." Versus. Rashad, you a bitch ass nigga. I never fucked with you. You've been a hoe all your life. I tried to save you, but you were still a hoe. So if you wouldn't stop being a hoe for them, you, why would you still be a hoe for me? You fool ass bitch, mate. <laughs> like, dog, it was like, yo, ghosts going off versus ghosts saying something kind of shady are completely different scenarios. Conversation bro. with him and uh, Dre in the office. Yeah, fam. Four different conversations with Tommy and them. Yeah, different conversation with time. Like, come on, man. Yeah, it just—I—I I don't understand why they did that. But now that I think about it, it makes sense. I really do feel like they went back. There was one moment and looked at the writing, and I feel like they said, "Yo, this could have been better. Let's improve it and just try to mix this shit up and fool all these niggas." Shout out to y'all who didn't watch the last two episodes because I don't know why. Um, I'm not—I got the two spoilers. I was yeah, pissed. Yeah. Side note. Why y'all posting spoilers in the fucking group? Yo, 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 yo. All right. Let's get into it. Now, granted, when that shit happened, um, me and my girl was probably halfway through a bottle of something. So I was very drunk and not. Oh, and I had the Aaron Hernandez doc and I was eating some. Uh, I removed some it shrimp. relatively early. And you you text me that by the time I caught that that had happened. Because it was happening in my group chat. And when I looked at my group, you would text me and said, somebody dropped the spoiler. I removed it. Keep spoilers out the group, man. That ain't what we on. Because that's going to, like, I know people who say, I don't want to join the group because I don't want to see no spoilers. Yeah, I'm yeah, like, yeah. we don't do we that. We don't do that. We don't do that. But then you drop a spoiler in there like yeah, that. That's not. Yeah. That's not. Let's, let's keep the integrity of the group going, man. If you on the Facebook group, you on the uh, Instagram group. Well, now, if you want to let me and Jay personally know that you have a spoiler you have a leak we've got that a couple of times we've gotten that and people have hit us to ask do y'all want it before i send it to you side note shout out to the random ass nigga who tried to give me the leaks oh, and didn't want me to pay him five dollars man that was wild with a blue check yeah. on instagram I'm like nigga what yeah we ain't even know dog but we appreciate him listening but nigga we wasn't paying you for the five it's on the internet <laughs> it's on the internet i found it four minutes later yeah <laughs> like, and like mad other people were sending it so but shout out to dog. Um, but yeah, man, no leaks in the group. Uh, I ain't one of them niggas that I I don't care enough about the internet to be like, yo, I'm gonna start blocking niggas, removing niggas, and all that. Just fucking monitor yourself, govern yourself, teach yourself. Uh, Lorraine, wash yourself, and y'all niggas just be cool. But why man. would you do that though? I just so here's like, my thing. You know, like you literally know that this is a group about that. I'm saying, like, I don't understand why people post spoilers in general. In general, because like, all right, fam, you invested six years into something, and you yeah. get down to the very last. Like, why would you just drop that? I don't get it. Now it's different from dropping, making whole episodes available. Yeah, because yeah. you don't lose. Because now I can watch. Yeah, you don't lose the integrity of yeah the episodes. But I don't yeah. want to see the, the 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 seven second leak. Yeah. Give me the whole hour. Yeah, like when Raina died. That shit I, now, granted, me, I didn't see that spoiler. I did. But because niggas were continually talking about it, I ended up seeing a comment. And I didn't know when I read the comment that it was true, but it was the only comment I saw that alluded to what happened. It was just, oh, my time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm seeing her getting shot. I'm like, why the fuck would y'all do that? That's generally what happens, right? You on the Internet enjoying your Internet life. Shout out to the homie Keish. 
when when the news got out that it was spoilers just in general before it even hit the group, Keisha was like, all right, well, now I'm about to stay off the Internet. I ain't getting on my socials. And I get that we have that as people. We cannot get on social media. We can avoid it for a couple of days. But stop being a dickhead. That's the bottom line. Don't be a dickhead. Don't drop spoilers in general, bro. It ain't necessary. Like you think he's special because you got the link the first. Like you got to your phone before everybody else. So yeah. Oh wow, you insider? No, you not. Yeah. The nigga who who the nigga who leaked it on my Instagram. I already don't like the nigga. I, almost, uh, I remember you telling me that. That I was funny almost shit. had to put hands on him before. Yeah. He moved to a different state. Yeah. Luckily. Hey man. Uh, one last note, and we're going to get the fuck up out of here. So, we, uh, hold on. Who just hit me on the, somebody just hit us on the group. Wait a minute. Pause, pause, pause. Oh, this Ant Genius. Oh, you back on that whole shit. All right, we'll get with him in a minute. But, uh, yo, back to Naomi Kobe real quick, man, before we get up out of here. They said that the hashtag girl dad is trending. So did you see uh, L. Duncan's very emotional speech um, and her anecdote about meeting Kobe one time yeah. two years ago yeah. uh, and him telling her how much he loved being a girl dad? Yeah. And at the end of her uh, her monologue, she says that Kobe died doing what he loved, being a girl dad. Yeah. And now the hashtag girl dad is, girl dad is trending online. Uh, celebrities and Regular. normal everyday folks are posting themselves with their daughters uh, and hashtagging a girl dad in honor of Kobe and Gigi and all of Kobe's daughters. My cousin's in L.A. right now. He said it's thou- he literally just hit me a minute ago. He said it's thousands of people out there and it's dead silent in front of Staples Center. Hmm. He's posting right now from Staples, and he said you can hear a pin drop, and it's literally thousands of people in front of it. This will have an impact long term. Like, this is a big thing, dog. They got the petition almost at a million signatures to change the NBA logo to Kobe. I think it should have been Jordan a long time ago. I agree. Um, I think it should be Kobe now, and I think they should change it every 20, 25 years. I would say 20. All respect due to the guy Jerry West. Without Jerry West, Kobe Bryant was never a Laker. All respect due to Jerry. Jerry West, the only nigga to win finals MVP and a loss. Like, you ain't even win the finals and you was MVP. So, all respect due to the guy Jerry West. It should have definitely been Michael Jordan a very long time ago. And now I think that it should be Kobe as well. I don't necessarily think, because it's been a few of the little mock-ups that have been like purple and gold. No, I don't think it, it don't be, need to be Lakers colors. Let's keep it red, white, and blue. Um, I don't have no problem with that. But a Kobe silhouette, I'm always down with that, man. Yeah. It should have been Jordan a long time it, ago. It, One thousand percent. If I'm Jordan, I'm low key hating a little bit if it changes, just a little bit. Because yes, Kobe did a bunch for basketball. It's because of the way he passed, though. Yeah, it's it's tragic, dog. And he's been ambassador for basketball. Michael Jordan to keep to himself. He now, reach out to we reach out to. Jordan made basketball global. Kobe expanded the global reach of basketball. Like yeah. he he was a part of that expansion. He was he was what allowed for Team USA to go over to China and be the most recognized people over in that motherfucker. Like somebody, I think uh one of the TNT dudes was telling a story during the game the other night. He was like, yo, 
when we go over there for the 08 Olympics, I get in my cab and he said, the dude asked me, do you know Kobe? And he was like, he spoke very little English. And he asked me if I knew Kobe. I said, yes, I know Kobe. And he said, dog just pulled over and bust out crying because he knew Kobe Bryant. So with that said, man, shout out to all the girl dads. Shout out to all the good dads. Shout out to all the people out there trying to make moves, trying to get through what's been a really tough week for a lot of people, myself included, Jay included. We appreciate everybody. We love everybody. Spread a lot of love out here, man. Fuck with the people you fuck with. Hug the people closer that you that's in your circle. Make sure they know the love that you got for them. I ain't one of them that's finna tell you go mend the old beefs and all that that ain't my business but if you got people that you love make sure that you giving them their flowers while they here because if we ain't learned nothing else from this week from the deaths of kobe bryant and james st patrick if we ain't learned nothing else we learned that uh life is short and it's sweet and it's sometimes bittersweet man so that said rest in peace kobe rest in peace gg Rest in peace to the remaining seven passengers. No disrespect for not knowing their names offhand. Uh, yeah, it's it's been a hell of a week, man. But we appreciate y'all riding it out. Appreciate everybody for getting through it with us. And uh, it's this week in culture episode eighty three. I'm Ant. That's Jay Johnson. We out. <laughs>